sharing of biased and false news has become all too common on social media. The sharing of biased and false, false news has, has become, become all too common, common on, on social, social media. More alarming than some media this is extremely dangerous to our democracy. Governments have always had a twitchy trigger finger when it comes to wielding the shiny weapon of mass psyops. Beginning in the 1950s, the CIA began to hire and contract students and people in the media to write false stories or embellish stories to favor the U.S. government. Massive amounts of propaganda were funded using fake companies during the 60s to control the awakening student population. CBS News, without any flowers in its hair, is in San Francisco because this city has gained the reputation of being the hippie capital of the world. People think of newspapers as institutions. We don't try to cater to the audience so much as shape and develop those people that are ready to rebel in this society. The church hearings ripped the bandage off in the 1970s exposing Operation Mockingbird. Well, I believe that the internal uh, workings uh, within the agency itself are uh, a matter that we must look at very closely to be sure that this kind of thing doesn't happen again if it can be prevented. Revealing the infiltration of the media by the CIA and interested parties. The 1977 Woodward and Bernstein piece, The CIA and the Media, delved further in, revealing the amounts the reporters were paid by the CIA. But the CIA's craving for harder psyops couldn't be quenched, and as media evolved, the CIA expanded their reach into American film, music, and television. How about this? Why don't they just have at the beginning of each film, made with the support of the Central Intelligence Agency, let's see how long the practice lasts then. Because it won't. Because people will look at it and say, oh, it's one of those propaganda films. Until the Manchurian candidate, Barack Obama, opened the floodgates in 2012 with the modernization of the Smith-Munn Act, unleashing unyielding CIA propaganda on the unsuspecting American people. Now, in 2024, the ragged media landscape, weaponized to the hilt, actively serves the public a steady diet of omission, while a record high 39% of Americans say they don't trust the media. And the the media is on life support. In 2020, 16,000 jobs were cut from the print, broadcast, and media workforce. By 2024, major players in the media landscape were cutting staff. Vox, Vice, The Intercept, now this BuzzFeed, The Business Insider, Time, The Los Angeles Times, The Washington Post, NBC News, and others sent many packing. And as Rome burns, old yeller fiddles. Every time the Bidens check in on how far the ball has moved on the investigation of their corruption, investigative journalist Catherine Herridge was there, detailing their grifting treason in great length. She was simply too damn good at her job. One of the people that our viewers trust, one of the people who I trust, um, to unravel what's happening, particularly when it's complex. I just feel a lot of concern that 2024 may be the year of a black swan event. Her firing reveals that America is experiencing historic communist-level censorship. According to Jonathan Turley, CBS reportedly seized all of her belongings, including files, computers, and most importantly, information on privileged sources. A former CBS manager said that he had never heard of anything like this. He said the holding of the material was outrageous and clearly endangered confidential sources, according to Jonathan Turley. When the FCC was developed back in the 30s, the core concept was diverse ownership. 
You wanted a lot of different owners in a lot of different places. There was a vision of that that goes back a very, very long way. This assaults that vision. It basically says, no. You have one little group of people sitting in an office someplace, and they decide what's being discussed all across the country. As George Soros eats up 220 American radio stations, the First Amendment and CIA propaganda are on a collision course of monumental proportions, which will ultimately result in either third world totalitarianism or a return to the veritas of the fourth estate the American Constitution and its people defend. The shadow government will be forced out into the open one way or another. John Baum reporting. 250 days, 12 hours, 50 minutes, 30 seconds, the most important election in world history. I'm your host, Alex Jones. Thank you so much for joining us on this Wednesday, February 28th, 2024 transmission. All right. We've got a lot of really good news and a lot of very, very frightening, dangerous news, but we don't just put out the frightening news to scare people. No, I don't think you're cowards. It's so that you've got an idea what's coming down the road at you and moving really, really quick. Uh, we have several big guests in studio today. We have Mickey Willis coming in with a lot of big news, great filmmaker, great brain. And then we also have a guest coming on who is a journalist from New Zealand that's broken a lot of big stories. It's got a lot of amazing observations of what's going on over in Russia uh, and Ukraine. So we'll uh, have that guest on in the third hour from Russia as well. We'll tell you more about them when they join us. I am in total information overload. I know you are as well. But th- that's really the plan is to just wear people out till we just roll over because there's so much stimuli we can't handle it. And, and that's really the nature of why they're doing so many outrageous things. The documents are legion. They admit that it's meant to absolutely overwhelm people. Uh, so we just have to remember that God is in control. And I'm telling myself that. I'm not preaching at you. <laughs> Half the time I'm talking to myself up here. I'm kind of just a narrator of our day, just like you are. And that's why people resonate with the broadcast, because you're thinking just like I am, because we're we're experiencing the same craziness together. And it, it is it, it is just amazing. And the kind of stories I think that are really the most effective to not just wake people up, but also give people deeper insight into how, in, into how we can untangle our own minds are, are the, really the type of stories I like to get into. Obviously, the big stories the developments, the globalist goals, their programs, how to stop them. But also stories that go to the heart of who we are. And there are a lot of those today. And sitting here before I went live, just going through hundreds of articles without even searching for these. The the crew just goes to alternative sites, government sites, mainstream media sites, X, you name it, and just prints everything. And then I send them hundreds of links that I want every day. And without even looking for the stories, there are reports everywhere where children are being targeted to not just be sterilized, but to be euthanized, to be killed. That's a theme. And Canada, again, the testing ground, stories like this one, Canada, HIV-positive, trans-identified male boast a breastfeeding infant with professional support. 
and milk is a bodily fluid. It's actually in the blood product zone. So the most, one of the most dangerous types of fluid to transmit that virus. And even if the child ends up getting AIDS and dying, they'll celebrate that too. In fact, I, I sent you guys a clip yesterday. We, we, we never played from one of those TV shows. I don't really watch mainstream TV, so I, I don't know the name of it. But it's like a 20-second clip, and it's a woman at a bar watching porn. And the bartender walks over and says, you can't watch porn at the bar. And the woman, who's really a man, says, well, I'm transgender. And so he says to her, he, oh, well, then fine. You can do whatever you want. Guys, try to find that clip. It was in yesterday's. As soon as you get it, have it up. But, I mean, that's really what this is. Oh, you're a 61-year-old man, and you want to compete in women's swimming, and you want to compete in high school and middle school women's swimming. Oh, we're going to let you because you can do whatever you want. It's all just a giant sick joke. So some dude with a beard and and a purple beard, and they jack him up on all these hormones to produce tiny amounts of milk because men can produce milk if you have enough hormones so that a baby can suck on his fake breasts. And then they brag, oh, by the way, I've got HIV. Just as a huge trolling operation. Tell you what, just bring me yesterday's list in. I've yesterday's. Oh, we have it? Okay. Here it is. Excuse me, ma'am. No porn at the bar. Oh, it's okay. I'm transgender. Oh, I, I had no idea. Do whatever you want all the time. Now, let's just roll that five times in a row. Just roll it five times Excuse in a row. Excuse me, ma'am. No porn at the bar. Oh, it's okay. I'm transgender. Oh, I, I had no idea. Do whatever you want all the time. Excuse me, ma'am. No porn at the bar. Oh, it's okay. I'm transgender. Oh, I, I had no idea. Do whatever you want all the time. Excuse me, ma'am. No porn at the bar. Oh, it's okay. I'm transgender. Oh, I, I had no idea. Do whatever you want all the time. Excuse me, ma'am. No porn at the bar. Oh, it's okay. I'm transgender. Oh, I, I had no idea. Do whatever you want all the time. Excuse me, ma'am. No porn at the bar. Oh, it's okay. I'm transgender. Oh, I, I had no idea. Do whatever you want all the time. Okay, so I know that's obnoxious, and I rarely play a clip over and over again, but stuff like this is, is really is a perfect illustration of where we are, and that's, I guess, from a show called Family Guy. Again, I don't pay attention to mainstream media much, but I, I do see the clips. I'm surprised that's even allowed on television, but, but everybody knows this. I mean, all these convicted pedophiles that are allowed to go do drag queen story time with kids and the mothers bring them and put them on their laps and the men lay on the ground in their clown outfits and, and the kids crawl all over them and, and you look and the, and the man has an erection. I've played these videos. Or we sent a crew like seven years ago now to an event at a huge Austin hotel in a ballroom. It was open to the public. And it was little kids putting money in the G-strings of men shaking their ass in their face. And then we, we showed one video only a few times. We're on quite a few cable stations and TV stations. We got complaints from the stations, and they said, if you air that again, we're going, we're going to have to take you off because it, it's just too obscene. And I said, I understand, but this is being done to children. And, and, and this is the, the, the footage. I mean, it, it's from that event. 
but we took the clip out or clips out of naked men who put glitter on their genitalia and the man has a like eight inch flaccid penis hanging there with silver glitter on it with little kids sitting on his lap next to his penis. Now, I don't want to talk about this. I don't want to cover this, but this is going on. These people are training us to accept anything. And I get the TV stations. And I thought, you know what? You're probably right. We're not going to show not just one man. It was was a bunch of them naked, but with glitter on their body, walking around with their penises hanging out. You've seen, I know anybody that's been on the Internet seen it on Twitter, you name it, without even looking, it's everywhere, gay pride parades. And the stations have told us they don't want to see that either. And, and, you know, I get it, but see, parents can't read the books that they're putting in elementary and middle schools and high schools at the school boards. They get arrested because it's obscene to read the passages of the book, but you then can't stop them from giving it to your children. So you can't read the passage to adults to stop it. It's too obscene to go out on local cable, school board. But they can give the book to your 10-year-old. And again, I know I'm stating incredibly obvious things here. But I'm sitting here before I go live, and I'm just like, what do I cover first? This is all insane. And, and, And that's really the bottom line here. So now... And when I saw this today, I looked it up, and, and I guess it's a big movement to have HIV-positive transgender men posing as women who are then given by adoption services, usually kidnapped kids by CPS from some poor Christian family, and then they give them to these deranged lunatics who then brag, oh, I've got HIV and I'm going to give it to my baby. And that reminded me of the 30,000-plus foster children placed with convicted pedophiles in Germany under a CIA-funded program that we reported on decades ago, but that even the New Yorker magazine did a big spread on four or five years ago, admitted it. I mean, our government working with West Germany and then right through unification in the late 80s, into the 90s, starting in the 60s, placed little boys and girls with people that brutally raped them on purpose, saying they were creating a new system and a new civilization. That's beyond a horror movie. Who could even come up with that? So look how far they've already seared our conscience. And they're doing it to, again, scramble our brains to where we just put up with anything. Because if you'll put up with stuff like this, you'll put up with anything. And not only are they breastfeeding 
by injecting massive amounts of progesterone. They are not just trying to give them HIV, the babies, but also the studies are all out there that the milk coming out of a man is a tiny amount and it's super full of toxic hormones and in rat studies causes all sorts of problems and, and disorders and illnesses in the baby mice and rats. So what did the American Medical Association say last week? And a bunch of other groups. They said a trans woman's milk is as good as a biological woman's. Which, of course, that's a lie. That's like saying two men can have a baby. But again, it is a war on reality. So, so I'm sorry that we're covering this, but I'm not sorry because it has to be covered. But these are absolutely deranged, psychotic, mentally ill people. And the whole thing is pedophilic. And it's all about destroying the innocence and the life of these children, these poor little children. But that's the end game. If they can't abort you before you're born, they're going to cut your organs off when you're 10 years old. And then when you're depressed and freaked out about it, they're going to come to you and say, well, now the state's going to push you into committing suicide. And then they sit back and say, oh, we've got to promote more trans culture. People aren't being nice to them and celebrating them enough. That's why they're committing suicide. And you can see the whole setup cradle to grave in this acceleration of evil. So that's one of the big stories. And I've got a bunch more on this here today. Let me tell you some of the good news, though. We've got a lot of big developments dealing with the Ukraine war. And you're like, wait a minute, you just came on air yesterday. Well, 24 hours is a lifetime nowadays. And said, we're going from a possibility of nuclear war to a probability if NATO is serious and not just posturing, and it says they're officially going to send troops in to fight Russia. And you've had all these defense ministers and presidents and prime ministers say it. I'm not going to list them all. It would take a few minutes. Pretty much all of them, except for Viktor Orban and Erdogan. Those are the only NATO members that haven't been salivating over World War III. And I'm going to get to this coming up at the bottom of the hour because I've got several clips I want to line up here. And now we have a bunch of NATO officials and we have the head of the Defense Department, spokesperson, Kirby, and we have U.S. senators saying that now they do not want the money to go to more war. They want it to go to an armistice, a ceasefire, and the next leg of the looting, which is massive taxpayer money to, quote, rebuild Ukraine, and then stealing $300 million of Russian money that they'll then just pass back to themselves. And, and that's terrible that that's a lot better than nuclear war. So I've got... Six different developments here in my stack. I just mentioned a few of them there. 
that show that the U-turn is beginning and that some sanity uh, is starting to dawn because the globalists may be able to pick on newborn babies and you know make veterans sleep on the street and ship in convicted child molesters and do all the things they do. I mean, they're real good at going into little Middle Eastern countries and leveling those, but they don't have nuclear weapons and they don't have delivery systems. And so it is insane. It is the end of the world as we know it. If this continues, and even Henry Kissinger told them repeatedly before he died, you need to stop this because this only leads to the end of the world. It's not that he doesn't want global domination. You're just not going to do it this way. And it's also empowering Putin. It's not weakening him. So I've kind of already covered it, but I want to... What happened here is I moved some of my stock around. I had like four of the stories and then two over here, and I'm, I want to hit all four of them or all six at once, so I'm going to dig around during the break and get those over there because right before I went on air, um, constant crises behind the scenes, and that's really good things happening, really bad things happening, and, and things that have to have my attention that I – Really can't tell you about. Uh, But uh, I I see all the frantic stuff behind the scenes as very positive because it shows our enemy is now in full hysteria mode. The danger, though, is the globalists have nuclear and biological weapons and and, and more, and in their crazed lunacy, there's a good chance that we're still going to have World War III. But it's right when you get to the brink of full nuclear war and they're, and they're making the final actions that will lead to that, you suddenly see the turn. It's like a game of chicken. But behind the scenes, and domestically, when empires implode, they generally at first really try to oppress their domestic population because at least they've got that. And historically, they've been out robbing and ruling other groups, but when they get kicked out of those areas, then you get all these really dangerous parasites that come back, and it's like vampires. You know, if a vampire had a whole city to feed off of, he'd be fine. But if a vampire is in a little hamlet of maybe 100 people, people start noticing really quickly there's a vampire when one person a day is getting eaten. Well, the vampires, as the empire dies, are going to be coming home. And that's why we need to be waiting on them and we need to get our numbers up. We need to get very aggressive and we need to not be politically correct. Even though we want to be nice, we want to be friendly. They do these culture tests with everybody, particularly white people, to bully us into accepting outrageous stuff or not speaking out because we don't want to hurt anybody's feelings. So we have to move the Overton window back the other way and take the kid gloves off on every politically correct issue there is, including race. And it's because I care about everybody that I refuse to be bullied or intimidated because I'm white, and I refuse to bow down to all this. People have noticed that I've been being much more hardcore, uh, and it's because the system and those buying into this race-based narrative need to get pushback and, and, and not just have people kiss their ass so they stop it. We have to kill this globalist movement and its politically correct Wokest crap now. It is one of the most dangerous threats, as Elon Musk has said, facing humanity. By the way, we got a lot of other big news. I I just mentioned a 
few things here, but I, I got distracted. Literally, when the show started, I got another emergency call. That's why we had some tapes we aired. But we're going to come back. I'm going to get my... All right, we got two big guests coming up. And I've already piddled around for 30 minutes to not hit one 100th of one I want to get into. So let me tell you what is coming up. And the one way or another, we're going to cover every bit of today. We got a big Elon Musk, Alex Jones story, which I would be covering. It was another talk show. It's another person because it's bigger than just the story. And so I'm going to get into that later in the hour. Uh, obviously, the polls, the numbers, the facts show people are really waking up. Black, white, Hispanic, Asian, doesn't matter about the totally dissolved border and the crime wave of the illegal aliens coming to the country uh, where hundreds of countries are dumping their prisoners and then giving them UN, NGO debit cards to come here. So just like Fidel Castro in the early 1980s dumped millions of people into the United States, upwards of a million or more, and hundreds of thousands were hardcore criminals. Not saying Cubans are bad people, but some of the worst of the Cubans were being sent over here. So it doesn't matter where they're coming from. They were coming from Russia or Mexico or wherever. So it's a serious issue. So there are now dozens of murders a day. I've got the numbers and statistics here of this crime wave. And and so I want to get into that uh, first. Also, uh, Dan Bongino called my producer this morning. He, He didn't call me and gave us an update on why he's not released more information about the huge story he broke. And it was uh, very informative. And uh, so I will repeat to you what he told uh, the producer, Daria, uh, that he called early this morning, extremely agitated. Uh, and we, we like Dan a lot, and we're sorry he's agitated, but I understand why he's agitated. We will explain that coming up at the start of the next hour as I'm introducing Mickey Willis here on air. Uh, And we also have, uh, again, as I mentioned, the huge good news on the Ukraine-Russia war and serious actions, not just uh, by some European leaders or the GOP senators that have been pro-war, but also from Kirby Kirby, if you know what you're listening to in his little press conferences, he has the lies he tells to the media for the general public, but then he puts code words in there. And when they start using the code words, signals to other governments. And he he said, we're getting ready to move into the reorganization or the reconstruction phase of the war. And you also have now seen that come out of the Federal Reserve and the puppet President Biden. So I've, I've, I've kind of already told you the story, but I'm going to play some of the clips and get to it. Uh, but right now, let's go ahead and drill into this massive little sub-slice of what's happening with the border. Here's some of the headlines. Immigration surges to top of most important problem in major Gallup poll and every other poll. People really get it. We have an ad that Trump's running. Epic. Trump highlights murder of college student by legal alien in new campaign ad. And here's just some of the murder stories today. The whole site would be this every day if we, if we posted all of it. Salvadorian illegal ordered, deported in 2022, arrested for murder of two-year-old in Maryland Sanctuary County. Yeah, that's the kind of guy that kills a two-year-old. Honduran illegal arrested for raping 14-year-old girl at nine point, stabbing man during... Robbery in Louisiana. 
So these guys are just running wild. Here's another one. Illegal alien arrested for rape in conservative Florida town. Yeah, there's like 10 more of these, but I'm going to stop there. Liar resign. Athens dim mayor faces backlash for claiming Lakin Riley's murder not related to illegal immigration. And there's a bunch of these clips uh, that we're going to be getting to. Uh, but first, let's go ahead and play Trump's new campaign ad. Following some breaking news out of Athens, Georgia. Two colleges have canceled classes today as police look for a murderer. Lakin Riley was described as a shining light. The dean's List nursing student. Police arrested 26-year-old Jose Antonio Ibarra. Ibarra crossed into Texas illegally back in September of 2022, then was released into the United States on parole. We're confident this border's secure. We have a secure border. We agree that uh, the border is secure. And we have a process in place to manage migrants at the border. The border is closed. The border is secure. We have taken unprecedented action. Look, the border is not open. Fox News can now confirm that Jose Antonio Barra was busted last year in New York City. But ICE didn't even have time to put in a detainer on him because, hey, he was already back out on the street. Powerful. Now, here's a couple clips of uh, mayors saying we must respect the dignity of migrants and tries to deflect to Trump in Charlottesville for the illegal alien criminal murdering. And then we've also got another clip of um, the mayor five years ago declaring Athens a sanctuary city. So here, here are the clips back to back. Humanity is the expectation of human dignity. While 2019 was not that long ago, you might remember the dynamic we were living in in the late teens in this country where you had President of the United States speaking in the most vile terms about people who were foreign born. And you had that notion metastasizing in places like Charlottesville. When I was younger, I was a criminal. And you know what I thought about doing? Crossing the border to Mexico to get away from my crimes. Son, I'm going to ask you to leave. Jesus Christ. He saved me, and I no longer live that lawless life, I'm, which you do. Son, I'm going to ask you, you to leave. lawless, Mr. Mayor. I'd be glad to schedule some time with you if you'd like some individual time. Yeah, I'd like to spend some time with you. Let's do that, but I, got, I need to continue. I have a question. Sorry. I went to so meet are, the people. Are you going to ask the most lucid is that still in place? Is that, is, does that give the impression this is a sanctuary city? What, no, you can't call it that under Georgia law? What we wish to do is dignify everybody's humanity. There's nothing in that no, resolution no. that creates... That's the wall. You, you took your note to uphold the wall, not your feelings or nor your opinion. Chief, I don't you know if you're talking No, sir. You're talking BS to us right now. I, I need to answer one question at a time. Right here, sir. Alex I, I'm going to continue my answer from a moment ago, and then I'll get it. You called me a white supremacist in your resolution. Well, that was not no, nice to me. Was what what we wish to do? This is America still. What we wish to do? Okay. All right. Is to understand. Is to understand that those families that are here came here under less than ideal circumstances. I've outlined my desire for better federal legislation 
that would standardize the immigration process. We've not been living in that environment. I mentioned I was a career educator. I've worked with a lot of students and their families in this community. And the practical reality is that those families tend to be blended amongst a variety of immigration statuses. We want to create a stable environment for people in our communities. And when that community is disrupted by hate or vitriol, that's not a safe environment for their school children and their families to live in. Call righteous indignation, sir. The Athens-Clark County Unified Government is welcoming to people from all lands and backgrounds and strives to foster a community where individuals and families of all statuses feel safe, are able to prosper, and can breathe free. So you just heard him with all these murders happening, with illegal aliens killing people in a city. Turn it around and talk about Charlottesville and Trump. What the hell does that have to do with the illegal alien crime wave? And the answer is nothing. And people are getting more and more upset and angrier and angrier. We have an example of that, vigilantes. When we come back on the other side, then I'll get into all of the other news today. There is so much and breaking news. And we've got more from the Fannie Willis uh, corruption hearings that are going on in Georgia. Stay with us. All right, we are back, ladies and gentlemen. we got some really good news. It's on screen. Mitch McConnell is now leaving the Senate. He and his communist Chinese wife, Mitch McConnell, to step down from Republican Senate leadership. Mitch McConnell, the longest-serving Senate leader in history, who maintained his power in the face of dramatic convulsions. Yeah, that's us taking the Republican Party over. The Republican Party, for almost two decades, will step down from that position in November. And it's because of the fact that there's massive pressure on him and all of his corruption's coming out, and he can't get anything done, just like... McCarthy got driven out, and then the media calls it, oh, the Republicans are weak, oh, they're fighting. Yeah, because it's not a uniparty in the Republican Party. There is more than a populist beachhead led by the Patriots, led by the Tea Party, led by Ron Paul, and myself and many others that were the progenitors of the movement you now see that Trump basically surfed in on. And we've successfully, quote, radicalized the Republican Party. That means close to half now are on board with taking the country back. And you've got these old globalist robots like Lord Rothschild, the fourth baron of Rothschild dying this week, and Mitch McConnell. And you've got all the rest of it happening. You've got Biden unable to basically speak or complete a sentence. It's emblematic of a rotting facade that's collapsing like a house of cards in a high wind. I'm going to table the positive Russian news until we have a guest from Russia, a journalist from New Zealand there that's doing a very informative job to the third hour because Mickey Willis is coming up, and I want to hit these other stories before this hour ends. This is a great example of the Soros-funded media, and it's it's on record that Raw Story and BuzzFeed and those other groups, 
Vice, you name it, are funded by Soros. And they're propped up to put out fake news and incredible deception. So this story came out yesterday and was trending on Twitter. Alex Jones calls Elon Musk a complete and total fraud. Turns on Elon Musk after he's massively censored. Now, I never called him a complete and total fraud. I said Google is a complete and total fraud. And I said we see some URLs from InfoWars like Band.Video now being banned. And we're seeing some uh, throttling going on. And I said Elon said it's a crime scene he took over and it's full of embeds and operatives. He already had over two-thirds of them basically leave or fired. And so I said we'll give him the benefit of the doubt. That is not saying Elon Musk is a complete and total fraud. And so Elon responded last night in a tweet, a post on X, and, and it said, what is it that Alex Jones is complaining about? And I had just uh, gotten home from a church meeting I went to until special Tuesday night church service with my uh, oldest daughter, and I was getting calls on the way home. Hey, Elon Musk is Xing, not on ecstasy, but on the site, posting on X and asking what 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 the problem is. So I uh, don't want to text while I drive. So I pulled over into a gas station about nine o'clock, eight thirty last night, and went and read the raw story and called up Chase Geyser, who's a real go getter and said, hey, will you go grab that clip, and will you post this, what I actually said, and then will you respond, and I dictated real quick to him what I wanted him to say, and then within 10 minutes, the guy's like a speed racer, uh, he already had it up, and then uh, Elon said, well, there's your fake news, and then they put a community notes on the uh, raw story saying, Fake news, which is the strongest condemnation that they do. So they've got a humiliating amount of egg on their face. But nice, nice try, guys. Here's the headline. Complete and total fraud. Alex Jones turns on Elon Musk after he massively censored. And a bunch of people, when this is not criticizing, it's just an example, went off half cocks and big so-called conservative accounts and populist accounts said, Jones bites the hand that feeds him and uh, Jones is a piece of garbage and all this stuff. Looking like, again, complete fools because if if I think Elon's really bad or doing something bad, I'm going to say it. But I didn't say that. And it's going off half-cocked, and I've done it before, I'm not perfect, that in the populist movement, we're not a centralized group, which is our strength but also our weakness, People love infighting, and they love to lie about stuff, and they love to run with stuff that's not true. So we don't want to go along with uh, Alex Soros and he, as he vows to, quote, white Trump supporters from the face of the earth because he's heavily involved in all of this. We wrote an article about it at Infowars.com last night. Ed Warren worked late to get that done, did a great job. We wrote another one this morning, Kelly McBreen did. Fake News 101, media falsely claims Alex Jones called Elon Musk a fraud. And it 
chronicles it and has all the screenshots if you want to see it. So, so that's a great example of people going off half-cocked. Uh, here's another one. Because this became a big story on X and got picked up by news. And, and we talked to Bongino, my producer, this morning. And he said he's had 50 calls that this morning <laughs> so far. Hundreds of you know emails, you name it. Former Secret Service, senior Secret Service agent, whistleblower. And he called my producer back and said, listen, I'm not talking about the story anymore. My source is already scared to death for their life. And I can't give Alex any more information. And will you just please tell people, stop contacting me. So I get it. He's a busy guy. He's got the stuff going on. He's doing, that's fine. But the internet turned this into a fight between me and Bongino. Bongino breaks a story from a high-level source inside the intelligence agencies about what a lot of which has been declassified, that I was on a list of 26 people, including President Trump, to be harassed and to be set up and to have feds reach out like they did Flynn and try to entrap me. Well, just a few months ago, and I only revealed this a few days ago, the the, the, the full story, or, or much of it, I just mentioned it a few months ago, they literally tried to offer massive amounts of money. And we tracked back, it was MI6. That's how this works. The CIA uses an outside group to do it. And with a, a Dubai group to try to meet with and pay off employees to ask them if they would basically commit crimes. I mean, I mean, serious crimes. So we don't go to the FBI lightly. We, we do it so we're not going to be set up. And so we had to send in the head of our security, who's worked for a lot of federal agencies, I'll leave it at that, in to say, you know, well, this is going on. And the FBI said, yeah, we'll take this very seriously and you know, we'll investigate it. Because you have to understand, the FBI is all broken up in groups. We, we didn't go into the special office they've got in D.C. and talk to those guys. They're the ones probably running it. Uh, but the CIA definitely is. So I, I want to know more if Bongino could say, and that's all I've been asking since this broke last week. And all I wanted was a callback to say, I can't tell you anything else. And I figured it would be, we're getting a lot of threats. This is really dangerous. And he, you know, he said that in the clip. He said, I, I just don't even want to break this. It's so dangerous, but I have to. It's my responsibility. And he released it. And he says, that's it. He's done. Well, I respect that, and I appreciate that. I, I, I still don't know why um, Bongino, years ago, repeatedly called me, and I talked to him also off-air once during an interview, and said, hey, man, is it you? You know, that New York tough guy deal. And he is a tough guy. I'm not saying it's just that New York tough guy thing. Hey, man, is it you telling people you're getting yourself from me? And I said, no. What, you think you're the only person I know in the government? I've talked to the people that have seen the 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 shit stains on Biden, Okay. And then it didn't Bongino. <laughs> and it's not just Secret Service. I'm going to leave it at that. It's high level NYPD. They told me I could say that. We'll be right back. Stay with me. Sharing of biased and false news has become all too common on social media. The sharing of biased and false, false news has, has become, become all too common, common on, on social, social media. media. More alarming, media. 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 
The church hearings ripped the bandage off in the 1970s, exposing Operation Mockingbird. Well, I believe that the internal uh, workings uh, within the agency itself are uh, a matter that we must look at very closely to be sure that this kind of thing doesn't happen again, if it can be prevented. Revealing the infiltration of the media by the CIA and interested parties. The 1977 Woodward and Bernstein piece, The CIA and the Media, delved further in, revealing the amounts the reporters were paid by the CIA. But the CIA's craving for harder psyops couldn't be quenched, and as media evolved, the CIA expanded their reach into American film, music, and television. How about this? Why don't they just have at the beginning of each film, made with the support of the Central Intelligence Agency, let's see how long the practice lasts then. Because it won't. Because people will look at it and say, oh, it's one of those propaganda films. Until the Manchurian candidate, Barack Obama, opened the floodgates in 2012 with the modernization of the Smith-Munn Act, unleashing unyielding CIA propaganda on the unsuspecting American people. Now, in 2024, the ragged media landscape, weaponized to the hilt, actively serves the public a steady diet of omission, while a record high 39% of Americans say they don't trust the media. And the the media is on life support. In 2020, 16,000 jobs were cut from the print, broadcast, and media workforce. By 2024, major players in the media landscape were cutting staff. Vox, Vice, The Intercept, now this BuzzFeed, The Business Insider, Time, The Los Angeles Times, The Washington Post, NBC News, and others sent many packing. And as Rome burns, old yeller fiddles. Every time the Bidens check in on how far the ball has moved on the investigation of their corruption, investigative journalist Catherine Herridge was there, detailing their grifting treason in great length. She was simply too damn good at her job. One of the people that our viewers trust, one of the people who I trust, um, to unravel what's happening, particularly when it's complex. I just feel a lot of concern that 2024 may be the year of a black swan event. Her firing reveals that America is experiencing historic communist-level censorship. According to Jonathan Turley, CBS reportedly seized all of her belongings, including files, computers, and most importantly, information on privileged sources. A former CBS manager said that he had never heard of anything like this. He said the holding of the material was outrageous and clearly endangered confidential sources, according to Jonathan Turley. When the FCC was developed back in the 30s, the core concept was diverse ownership. You wanted a lot of different owners in a lot of different places. There was a vision of that that goes back a very, very long way. This assaults that vision. It basically says, no, 
You have one little group of people sitting in an office someplace, and they decide what's being discussed all across the country. As George Soros eats up 220 American radio stations, the First Amendment and CIA propaganda are on a collision course of monumental proportions, which will ultimately result in either third world totalitarianism or a return to the veritas of the fourth estate the American Constitution and its people defend. The shadow government will be forced out into the open one way or another. John Bound reporting. Well, one of my favorite people, Mickey Willis, great director, reach hundreds of millions of people, is here with us in studio with the balance of the hour. Then we've got a reporter uh, from Russia. There's big developments there. They had all these world leaders saying they were going to send NATO troops in in the last month, intensifying with the French president yesterday. Now there's major U-turns happening. This is very good news. And that's how World War III works with mutually assured destruction. You get led right up to the edge of it, like the Cuban Missile Crisis, and then it stops. And that's why I was saying yesterday, if this doesn't start de-escalating now, this is true insane asylum behavior. Yeah. So we'll talk to Mickey about that as well. He is a very informed individual, not just a great filmmaker. But I got really busy last hour and didn't plug one time. And I'm our biggest problem, okay? So you really need to go to InfoWarsStore.com and get books, films, T-shirts, water filtration. But what I really want you to get is the supplements because they're the best out there. And I know that if you will just take them, you will be hooked. So it's like I'm a drug dealer, but I'm not selling something that hurts you. I'm selling something that helps you. Our turmeric, back in stock, 40% off, body's ultimate turmeric formula, 95% humanoid. Nobody makes it that strong. It's amazing. Incredible stuff for inflammation, your immune system, every part of your body. Just get it and try it, especially if you've got aches and pains. But just so many other things, InfoWarsStore.com. Also, it's selling out. Next level foundational energy. That's the breakdown of... What makes Popeye so strong with the spinach, what's in the spinach, that's the folic acid, but a lot of people can't break it down or fully break it down. It's the breakdown of folic acid with a bunch of other compounds that just cleans out your cells, supercharges your body. It isn't a stimulant, but it has the stimulant effect, okay? So much so that instead of drinking a cup of coffee, say at 6 o'clock, if I've got to go work on a late-night show till 2 in the morning, I won't drink an aromate because that has a letdown. I, I, I will take a next level foundational energy. And my doctor a couple of years ago said, hey, have a free of this, you know, methylfolate. And I, and I took it and got so much energy. Well, that's why we went and developed one ourselves. So this is really amazing. Next level foundational energy. And then of course, nitric boost that cleans out your heart, your arteries, your veins, your brain. Got all the known compounds. Dr. Minkovitz, who you're obviously made films with, uh, you know, she's a scientist and said, that's one of the best formulas she's seen. She recommends nitric boost to counter all the stuff that's in the environment. That's all at InfoWarsStore.com or 888 You owe it to yourself to get these products. Again, InfoWarsStore.com. Now, there's a whole line of products not available at InfoWarsStore.com, but our great sponsor, my dad, who's really helping us stay on the air, all those great products that are no longer available at InfoWarsStore.com because the bankruptcy and rules and other things are available at drjonesnaturals.com, just drjonesnaturals.com. All the nano silver patented stuff, the original super blue toothpaste, not available for years, with the nano silver, the iodine, the tea tree, all of it, it's there. A bunch of other great toothpaste and a whole line of amazing products that are top of the line and as good as the supplements at infowarsstore.com. If you want to support us and get great products, go to drjonesnaturals, just drjonesnaturals.com. 
com. And I want to thank you all for your support. Want to support us? Support the folks over there. I can vouch for him. It's my dad. He's as good as it gets. Like I just saw him. He just came up here to visit, to give me something during the break. And I wanted to come see Mickey, but I wanted to hang out with my dad. I got to spend more time with that guy. He is an American original. All right, Mickey, you're here with us for the balance of the hour. I've tr- tried to get you in, but you've been a busy beaver. You said you'd come in soon. You were just at CPAC. You're releasing a new film. You're releasing short films. you got multiple films in production. And, and instead of me leading this, I said, what do you want to cover first? You went, well, did you hear about Mitch McConnell's sister-in-law? And, of course, it's the wife that's the known Chi-Com agent dying mysteriously right outside Austin. Crazy stuff. He now announces he's leaving. We don't know what's going on there, but it, it, it looks bad because I'll just tell you, if you don't do what the Chi-Com say, and we know he's a Chi-Com agent, uh, they will come after you. I'm not saying that that is a murder, but Mitch McConnell's sister-in-law, the CEO of Foremost Group, dead in car accident at 50. So a lot of crazy things going on, but it's a big deal that the neocon puppet, Mitch McConnell's almost as bad as Chuckie Schumer, and that's that's a hard thing to do. Chuckie Schumer at a communist rally in uh, New York, uh, waving the communist Chinese flag, dressed up in a communist Chinese outfit. I mean, this is, in fact, f- find that B-roll from yesterday. You got to see it to believe it. So, Mickey Willis, thank you so much for being here. What do you want to stab at first? Well, Alex, thanks for having me back. And I guess we, we've come here to talk about my next release. Uh, we are about to premiere Plandemic the Musical. I announced this about two years ago, and I think people thought that it was an April Fool's joke, and it is not. Um, there's, a, there's a real reason that we decided to end the series with a bang and to create a musical. And I'll explain that in detail of why we've done that, because there's a lot of people that are questioning it out there. Like, why, why would you take this situation like COVID and, and everything that has happened, transpired over the past four years of tragedies and turn it into a musical? And, and the answer is this. We, we all understand what's happening with our censorship of our written and spoken word. But one of the mediums that is the most powerful forms of indoctrination is our music. And the reason is, what else do we listen to for decades and repeat over and over? Think about the songs from your, from your high school era. You hear them on the radio, we still sing them today. So these, these, the, the messages within these lyrics get embedded into our psyche in such a way that even the strongest-minded people... It can penetrate and, and totally affect our psyche, and they know that. And so uh, years ago, our, our, all of our art, entertainment, our poetry, our literature, our music, everything has been infiltrated with these divisive and demoralizing messages. And I equate this to the Dark Ages. And what, what really pulled us out of the Dark Ages, you know, there were a lot of factors that were involved in that, one of them being the ability th- through the printing press and the invention of paper, to, um, uh, to mass produce and to spread new ideas. And, and that kind of, I, I think that I would equate that to what we have today as the internet. Um, but what really, really pulled the human spirit out of the dark ages was the Renaissance period that was an explosion of creativity. So the human spirit is intrinsically, primally creative. And, and you're right, spoken word is the purest form around the campfire and music is the strongest form of spoken word that is exactly right so we decided to uh, you know this is really a calling it is time for us to reclaim our our art our creative genius and the human spirit we've been lulled into this idea that we're consumers they call us consumers right and consumption takes 
But we are really... And we turn ourselves into the product by doing that. That's exactly it. And so, but we are creators and, and, and creators give, right? So it's time for us to kind of flip the script back to where it belongs naturally and to revive that creative spirit because from that creative spirit, not only do we, do we enhance our own personal vibration, which I hope to get into uh, today on that show because it's such an important subject that, that we're not spending enough time exploring... Um, but it also allows us to create solutions. And they, they don't want us in the creative zone. They want us in, in, the, in the zone where there's people leading us and creating for us, and then we just have to endure. They want us in flight, flight mode. Yeah, that's exactly right. So, so for, for me, this is a, it's only a 20-minute movie. It is epic. I am beyond, beyond thrilled with the way that this documentary has, uh, I'm sorry, this musical has come out. Um, it's like I, a musical documentary. It is. A, in a sense, it is, you know, but it's fun, and it's not your typical kind of, I, I'm not big into musicals, to be honest with you. And some of them get a, get a little cringy to me. But we do this in a way, for me, that this is a, a series of, 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 of almost and, a variety and, show of music that takes and place. It looks like you've got a lot of big heavy hitters. I, I think there's some Grammy Award winners in there. We have Grammy Award winners. We have Jimmy Levy. We have High res musicians. We have Deepak. We have Del Bigtree. We have Robert Malone. We have Judy Michaelvitz. We have J.P. Sears. I'm giving away all the hidden cameos in the movie, uh, but uh, it, it'll still surprise people when they when they see the roles they're playing. And and we put a lot of love and energy into this. And I'm really, you know, the message is it's time for us to activate the next renaissance, to pull ourselves out of the And as usual, the cinematography is gorgeous. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, we have a great team, an incredible team. And How do people find the film, or is it out? When, when is it out? We're going to play a trailer. It's not out yet, but we do have a teaser that we're going to play for everybody here today. And this comes out March 9th. We are premiering in Las Vegas at an event called Replatform Vegas. If you go to replatformvegas.com, it's an incredible event that there's tons of amazing speakers there, and they're doing it's kind of a trilogy. There's a, there's a masquerade ball, there's a COVID litigation hearing that's taking place with a, all the top doctors. Um, and then there's this event where we're going to have people talking about all the new technologies from... So you're talking about us taking back the culture and also having some fun because I'm the worst at never having fun. But when I finally make myself do it with good people, it is rejuvenating to, 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 to do it, like get back in the space of, of just love. Well, let's talk about this. It's, 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 it's critical that we get back in the place of that. And it, amazing that you mentioned love because on the way over here, as I was doing a little bit of research for the show today, um, I looked at my wife and I said, you know, Love hurts, but, but H-E-R-T-Z, love hurts. It's the hurts. It's the frequency of love that we need to return to, right? And so if we understand that we live in an electro, electromagnetic universe. We're electrochemical creatures. Absolutely. And we, we vibrate. We, we emit a, a frequency. And what's happening with all of our addiction to all of this negativity and all this negative news is it's actually entraining our frequency to vibrate at the level of the dark ones that are actually... So we're like a guitar that they're tuning the way they want. Well, if you've understood that the, the, the phenomenon that takes place, like people who work in, and say, um, uh, old clock stores where they have grandfather clocks, after a while, those grandfather clocks would start to swing, the pendulum would swing in sync together. They would start to entrain, just like women with their menstrual periods. So there's this entrainment that takes place. And when we have enough of us that are in tune to the negativity, we're literally amplifying the very frequency that we're seeking to resist. By right? the way, I had to learn all this because it, it's like looking into the abyss, as Nietzsche said, you become the abyss. I, I got so mad at the globalists and, and, and wasn't really studying psychology or, or, or actual ancient human roots even though I'd innately already grown up understanding it innately, I, I 
was trying to beat the globalists myself and focusing on their hate and, and in the process hating them. And it aged me. It hurt me. It's only the last yeah. five, six years I learned to, to, that I'm not fighting them because I hate them. It's for those I love that are that are counting on me. And I, and I was able to pull out of that almost entirely. But I still get really sad looking at it all sometimes, but 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 not most days. But 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 some days I have to then focus on all the beauty and all the goodness and realize that this is God's larger plan and then transcend that and then I get re-energized. That, that's exactly the work that we all need to do because if we keep tuning to their frequency, it's kind of like a, a radio station in a car. It's exactly what we're, it is. They're broadcasting their music and we're tuning into it. And then we're surprised and that we're, there's so much anxiety and depression in the world because we're tuning into their dark, depressing messages. And so it's one thing to stay informed, to be fully, fully aware of what's happening in the world, to watch shows like this and to learn from people like Alex. Um, but it's another thing to carry that frequency out into the world. And so people ask me all the time, they say, how do you, with your job that you do, how do you remain so optimistic? And it's because of I'm doing the same work that you're doing. I'm realizing that the more time I spend with my children, on, on the baseball field, coaching Little League, having a great time, enjoying my life with my wife and my incredible family, not letting them take me down and remembering that, they're, that uh, I, you know, I know that at the end of this that we're, we're victorious. So I focus on that end goal at all times, knowing that it might go th- it's going to get much darker. But, but we're, you know, literally that we're equipped for this moment. We are. This, this is what's going to test us. And I was also thinking it's great that comedy is being taken over by being anti-woke. And because a few times I'll go out and see Joe's show or other shows. I mean, and I've been to quite a few comedy clubs. It's all basically anti-New World Order now because that's all people want to hear. That's right. another sign that the globalists are, are in deep trouble. I mean, the Great Awakening's here. It's like Terminator, the original, where they send back the Terminator because Skynet's already lost to change the future. We've already really won if we can just stop them from World War III. I mean, I, and I don't just say that, folks. We've won. We're going to win. Yeah. The question is, how many of us can they claw into hell with them? That's right. Well, a perfect example of what you just said is uh, rapper Tom McDonald. So Tom McDonald, everything he's releasing these days goes straight to number one, bypassing all of the top platinum artists out there. And it's, it is a real it's real evidence that the people are hungry because if you listen to the messages within Tom McDonald's music, it is all the things that we want to say right now, but we're not allowed to say. And so for me, the way that we defeat all of this censorship is, you know, when I ask everyone within my movies, what, what is the one thing that we can all do to move us forward and to move the needle? They all say, speak out, use your voice, speak out. And that, that is the one thing that they're trying to prevent from us, prevent us doing right now. Um, but when you understand that our music that's another thing that we need to protect and we need to reclaim. Well, look how it's even been partially declassified. We heard a piece about it earlier. The last time, last time it was declassified was in the 70s. But yeah. the CIA went in and didn't just take over, but financed the entire counterculture, knowing it was going to come to then control it. And then ice cubes come out. But I've sat there in the room with the top. They took me to this birthday party like 10 years ago. And I didn't even know who the guy was. I looked up there like, oh, my God, that's like the biggest producer ever. And, th- and I was sitting around with Billy Corgan and these other people, and, and they were all talking about, oh, yeah, the CIA came in in the, uh, in the late 80s, early 90s and said, you will promote gangster rap or we're not going to put you on MTV when it was still yeah. big back then. Or this is actually mid-80s and into the 90s. And then I was told the same thing by Dave Mustaine later. And it wasn't a secret. Ice Cube's come out and said, yeah, they told us to gangster, murder everybody rap, That's cop right. killer rap, or we won't, be, we, we won't be pushed. And he basically admitted the producers, the white producers who were CIA, 
wrote it so they know the power and then it literally a whole generation of young black people and now other people it's all over the world that that fake culture that's not black it's literally cia has taken the world over it's everywhere and it's causing crime waves and it's literally the cia didn't just put the music out they provided the cocaine they provided the 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 formula for crack that's right. that's all public that's right and if you understand beneath that at the foundation of all that they literally systemically change the frequency of our music. Explain that. From a, that's well from documented. A, from a harmonious frequency. There's a, this planet vibrates. It's called the Schumann resonance. And it, there's a special hertz that it vibrates at. And this isn't new age mumbo jumbo. It's, it's, they no, can it's run science. this resonance through sand on a soundboard. And it makes the different uh, yeah, symbols. So that, that machine that does that is a cymatics technology. And so we actually, in 2008, I did an experiment. We were running our Elevate Film Festival, and we did an experiment with 6,000 6, people at the Nokia Live Center in Los Angeles. And we asked the audience, we said, instead of applauding, because that creates a chaos in the room, instead of applauding, we want you to tone when the, each movie's done. And so the audience together, 6,000 people, you can imagine how powerful this was. They would just go, oh. And we had jumbotrons the size of these jumbotrons here on the side of, of the main screen. And we had microphones hanging down from, from the ceiling that were connected to a cymatics technology. And the sound of the voices, depending up, upon the, 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 the level of the, uh, ha, uh, the har, harmonic, um, uh, how well the audience harmonized together, would create these digital mandalas on the screens. And it was, they were epically beautiful with color and, and it was just from By the way, I wish, you, I wish you, I knew you were doing to get into this because you're an expert. I, I just know about it. And I know the government's obsessed with it. Well, what should we search on YouTube? I forget the name, but all the sacred symbols in Tibet and, and the Buddhists and, and, and the Egyptians when, that are carved in the temples, when they send the, the sacred good sounds through, it makes these beautiful designs. But when they send out what is modern music, because the tests have been done, it just creates, creates a blob. There's nothing there. Absolutely. I mean, chaos. it literally makes yeah. sacred symbols. Yeah, so this is it right now, what you have on the screen. So that's the cymatics technology right there. And you'll see that they'll tune it from different frequencies, like to 432, which is a healing frequency, 417, uh, 540. When you, certain frequencies will create the, this unified um, really asymmetric, beautiful mandalas through, with sand. That sand sitting on a board, we're looking straight down, down at it right now, and those are different frequencies creating these, these patterns. So if you can imagine when, we're, when we, the human body, the electromagnetic human body is receiving this information, it's either creating chaos within us, dissonance within us, or it's creating harmony, which then creates the clarity, clarity of and, mind. And I forget what documentary I saw, but I looked it up like five, six years ago, when they look at the Tibetan temples and, and, and the Hindu temples and things, they didn't have this machinery, this technology, but they have the carvings on, on the stone of sounds and the corresponding symbol. So in their third eye, they could see it. That's right. And that's why when you hear Gregorian monks or Tibetan monks chant, it makes you feel endless, like you're never going to die. You feel infinity. And then you listen to modern music. There's something about it. It makes you feel dirty because it's, it's explain that. Well, I mean, that, that's frequency, that's vibration. And they, they understand that this is an ancient technology that's been kept from them. So from all the, all the incredible technology that have been kept from humanity, for me, sound and vibration is, is one of the most sacred and one of the most powerful. And that's why very few people know about it. It has been so shielded from, this should be taught in schools. Every kid, I, I was every in Hawaii about three realize. years ago, and, and my, my two younger daughters were with us, and like one was like three, and one was about like eight, and there were these little girls running around a fire you know, out, out by the beach by the pool, and there was a luau like 200 yards away at another hotel. No music, no nothing, just gotten dark, and all of a sudden, 
And I'm sitting there looking at the little girls play. It's a beautiful night. And all of a sudden, they start drums. Boom, 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 boom. And the, all the little girls in unison went boom, boom, yeah, yeah, dancing yeah. to it. Right. I mean, that that's sick. I saw that. I was like, oh, I just saw God right there. Like, you, you, because it was all synced. And it was just like, instantly, they were doing the same dance. Few things have the power that, that music that, that music has. The, the, its ability to sweep the human spirit into a, a unified action and, and to it, unite... It shake those little girls all up. That's right, and it's beyond the mind. It, it, is, it is really... It, it, that's what happens when, we're, when we remember our body kind of entrains and entunes to a frequency that we know is, is co-creative with life. And when we feel this dissonance, like you said, the neg- not only just negative lyrical content, Discordance. But, but, but the dissonance of, of music that, that has us literally disconnect from the planet's vibrating frequency... And when we're just dis- because that's how do the ancients? I guess they saw it in their third eye. They just knew these symbols, and, and you're right. It's all about the earth it, uh, and the sun and the moon. That's right. If we're not connected to the natural elements of life, and that's really what this war is. Alex. And remember what they said in, in in Australia and New Zealand: don't look at the sun, don't talk to your neighbors, don't watch the sunset. Yeah, because that would reboot you. That's right. It would. That's why there's so many people that don't understand even the, the power of sun gazing, right? There's the, and, and the power of the sun. So, and, and folks, it's not occultic at all. The ancients all did it. You don't look at the sun when it's high in the sky, but right when it's setting, it cuts out any of the bad stuff. But you're designed, you, you, you go to sleep with it, you wake up with it. It literally, I can be down, exhausted, and before I ever read about sun gazing, and I would just, that's why you watch a sunset with your family, you feel so empowered because it's a ritual God gave us. It's not occultic. The, the enemy's stolen it and hidden it. This entire war that we are facing right now is a war against our nature. And if we just understood that, yes, it's a spiritual war. It's a war against dark versus light. But it's a war against nature itself, our nature. Because our nature, we are so resilient and brilliant that if we can be disconnected from our nature, uh, then then there's no more self-healing. Our body will stop doing what it's designed to do. And that's another great point. The sound you put into ice freezing creates beautiful symbols with the proper resonance, horrible blobs the other way. And we've all seen what it does to water, right? And how much percentage of our body is water and how important is 75%. water? 75%. Exactly. And so we, when we understand that just by, by saying a mantra, a, a, a word or two, a statement, a phrase to a bottle of water changes the molecular structure of the water. We've seen that work. Um, for for decades now, but we instead of taking that on and realizing that that needs to be applied to everything in our lives, and we need to, I, I'm taking it so serious these days that when I have someone come to me with a complaint, I'll take the essence of the complaint until I understand what the complaint is, and I'll say stop. I don't want to receive any more of that ne- negativity. If you've come here to complain, I'm the wrong guy. Now let's move into solution. I got the complaint. Anything beyond. You know, cognitively understanding that the complaint is now you now you're just you don't want to be trapped in victim. I, I don't want to I don't want to be trapped in it. So great. Now, what did you learn from it? How, you know, how can you apply what I call divinity consciousness? So I tell my boys all the time, they'll tell me this horrible story. I say, great. What did you learn from that, boys? And then in the moment they shift into, well, I, I guess it taught me. Oh, this you, is powerful. Hey, can you do 15 minutes the next hour? Uh, I'm always always. Uh, I'm gonna get to plenty of time with you. All right. This, this is so important, folks. Abs- so when you look at a sunset, it makes you feel so good. That's a ritual God gave us, folks. I'm up here 10, 15 hours a day staring into the abyss and just trying to give everybody the data and the intel of what's happening at the third dimensional level. But then it's like I'm in a dry, burning desert in here covering all this. And then Mickey Willis comes in. It's like a big, cool, you know, when autumn first hits and that first cold air blows in, not in a bad way, but it's a cooling effect. But but it's true. The enemy, everything they do, 
not not part of what they do. Their main goal, and it's pretty classified, is ugly art, discordance, things that don't make sense. Because if our brain tunes to the beautiful order of the universe, we're completely free, but we're going to resonate with it and then literally interface with the infinite, and their entire operation is to block that. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, exactly. I just want to make, before we move on here, I want to make it very clear that I have no relation to Fannie Willis. <laughs> I never even thought of that. Yeah, I have, believe me. <laughs> my name is suddenly all over the place, and it's <laughs> no relation. Oh, my God. Okay, so finish up on the, on the resonance and frequencies. And folks, this is mainline science. This is not debated. This isn't mumbo-jumbo. No, it's really not. I don't want to belabor this too much, but it's just super important. If you asked it earlier, how do people learn more about this? Just go to YouTube and start searching in healing frequencies, frequency of music, and you'll see what happened. They literally have intentionally tuned the music away from, the, from har, you know, um, harmonious frequencies. To so, create, so, to so what are the good violence. frequencies versus the bad frequencies? Well, um, one of the good one of the good ones I mentioned those earlier is, is four three two, right? That's a healing a healing frequency, which is used. There's a lot of you mentioned Tibetan music. There's a lot of Tibetan music that's 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 uh, that's tuned to that. And this is a subject that I, I find very interesting because you know uh, my 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 Christian community and friends, uh, there, there's indoctrination on both sides, and I and I I see that side that hears anything that has that's not mentioned biblically as, oh, that's new age, woo-woo, whatever. And that's part of the indoctrination, right? They don't, they don't. But it's not, it's God's coding. The Bible says God's proof is the firmament. It's everything. Exactly right. And so it's, this is the age, if we understand the power of alchemy, it's it's super important to understand that we have the power to transmute. And so alchemy is turning base metal into gold, right? Uh, And so all of this stuff that's coming at us is, is, worthless metal see it that way and it's our, and it's our opportunity to to alchemize well that's the bible is it separating the wheat from the chaff 100 percent. and so we have the power to do that but most of us have been lulled into this this really low outlook of ourselves and, and of humanity and let's face it the mainline churches through doctrine are 100 percent controlled to 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 basically just be self-help things that never let you know what's happening they're not churches yeah i mean, the only time christ attacked people was at the temple with the money changers, pretending like they were, were, were God. That's right. And so I've, I think I've probably said this on the show before, but it, it's worth repeating. If you just understand what this planet grows from it and that everything is provided at our feet, we have all the medicine and food that we'll ever need. Just consider this for a moment. If you crack open a carrot and you look at the inner, inner shape of a carrot, it's the shape of an iris of an eye and it's eye food. You crack open a walnut, it's got two hemispheres, it looks like a mini brain and it's brain food. A bell pepper, four chambers in the shape of a heart and it's good for the heart. The, the avocado in the shape of, of a womb with the seed inside and it's great for the cervix. You can go on down As the line. above, below. Absolutely. And these things were created in these primary colors. And I kind of laugh at it because it's almost as if God knew one day, children, you're going to lose your way. And I'm going to make these in Lego style colors so you can remember that I've given everything that you need. But we have these perfect, these crazy few people. And I mean few, under 10,000 people that are consciously moving these agendas forward, whose goal is, is, to, is to disconnect us from that power of nature so that we then become dependent upon synthetic drugs. We become part of this transhumanistic um, digital world where we worship. We're staring at screens all day. We're no longer taking time in nature. There's no longer time to sit quietly and contemplate. That in itself is so necessary right now. Nature is the cure. 
Nature truly is the cure. Uh, you know, if you, if you look at the way that all of nature works, all the insects and animals and birds and everything, it, they know what to do. They work in tandem together. The seasons, they know what to do when it's time to die, when it's time to rebirth. And if you understand that renaissance actually means rebirth. So when I say it's time for the next renaissance, I mean it's, it's literally time for us to rebirth who we understand ourselves to be, who we know intrinsically that we are, primally that we are, for men to step back into. That's the whole trans movement, right? Everything trans is to take us out of our nature. For men to understand, again, how to be men again. For women to feel secure again enough to understand you don't need to compete with men. This is a war on nature. It is absolutely a war on nature. And you understand that, you know, that, that all of these movements that were supposed to have empowered women, they are now the most depressed, Alex. The numbers have surpassed. All the numbers show it. And they're out on TikTok and all these apps crying, understanding that they've been bamboozled. They're 45, 50 years old now. They never had children because they, they were told they needed to compete with men and be the boss woman. And more power to them if that's what they truly want. But there's a but lot of But every movie, every show, and it's declassified starting in the 70s. They've bragged on, I mean, I mean they've had the leaders of it on TV saying, oh, we're going to destroy the role of men. It's not to bring women up, it's to bring us all down. Because we're men and women, but we are the species together. There's no competition. Yeah, and the one thing that very few people are talking about out there is the way that women have been used to advance tyranny. And so women are, in general, more compassionate than men. They have more set empathy than men. And therefore, they're more emotional, generally, than men. More communal. This makes them more susceptible because when you're emotional we know what happens scientifically inside our body we can shift out of our critical thinking ability and we become very reactive and what has happened is in, in back, you know back in the 50s or so salesmen knew they'd wait until the man went to work they'd ring the doorbell because they knew that if they could sell the wife then they could probably get the the the, the man to purchase whatever the heck they were selling and so women are you know with the with the Gloria Steinem movements the the second uh, wave feminism all the way back down to the the move to get women to smoke all that started by by manipulating the minds of the generation of women and then uh, there's something intrinsic in us in our in the men to please women that's that's embedded within us and so we'll often go where the women go and so they're using well, that's that. a hitler quote they got from joseph goebbels goebbels that's exactly right first you first you get the women yeah then you've got the children so follow the men. That's exactly right. And so it's, you know, it's, like, it's time for us to really protect our women. Well, women make like 80% of the real decisions on what to purchase. Yeah, and, and on the flip side of that, I want to say this, is that I've also noticed from speaking in a different state every weekend that there's a, a, a archetype of women, a breed of women that, are, that seem to be immune to, to this level of mind control. Alpha. And they are the mama bears of the world. And they're literally the ones leading this freedom movement. And... Uh, and I think this is the moment when the mama bears need to wake up the papa bears from hibernation and, and have them join us in the front line. Because I've spoken in audiences where it's 80 percent women. And these are and they should be telling their husbands, stop playing golf all the time. Get your ass. I love it when Rand Paul said every time he goes home, his wife said, why isn't Fauci in jail yet? That's what it's like. The women in Sparta told their husbands when they went to war, you come home with your shields or on them. Yeah, that's right. You know, the, the, the issue and the reason that men are playing golf or watching televised sports and have retreated to their man cave and are numbing themselves with a six-pack of beer. Is they've been told for decades now that their voice doesn't matter, that they're outdated, and dad is silly. And, and so they've been shut out of the conversation, really. You, you're the provider, provide the home, 
and we'll take care of the rest. We'll do the nurturing. Well, it's, it's really, really a calling right now for men to step up and understand that it is, it is also a coming upon us to become the nurturers, to join the mama bears on the front line, because they're there because intrinsically the, the mothers know it's time to protect our cubs. Our children are being attacked. And this is the most important part, I think, of the talk so far. So I want to take a clip of this and put it up sure. front. We posted as a video. But, but it, again, it's so simple once you pull back and see it. When, you, when they want to eradicate fire ants, they go in with chemicals, there's a lot of ways they do it, and they hormonally sterilize the queen. And, and, and in every species, they target the female because they're appropriating. You don't look at an anthill and say, oh, there's male and female ants fighting with each other. You don't look at a beehive, you look at whales and say, oh, the, the women whales are going to get it over on the males. And I mean, it's, it's one group. There, there's not, it's, an attack on men is an attack on women. An attack on women is an attack on men. I love the image. We, we, we tweeted it today or put it on there of Tulsi Gabbard when she was back in the army. Sexy, with a gun, at the range, dirt all over populist men, I don't call it conservative, pro-human men, love a powerful woman. I've got three daughters. They want to be astronauts. They want to be the president. Knock yourself out. But if they want to take care of children and raise and empower a man, great for them too. It's been the Renaissance and the West that empowered women, and then that was our strength, so they stole that from us. The idea, ladies and gentlemen, that we don't like women and don't want women to be strong, Any, but that's why they don't want you to have children, because once you're a man and woman, you have a boy, you have a girl, you have... You see all of the beauty and how it all comes together, and you want to make them all empowered. The, even the question of not wanting to empower your sons or your daughters is a lie. Yeah. And here's the government and the media intercessing in the middle of it. Yeah, guys, go to my ex-account. I tweeted it like 8 a.m. this morning. I want to put the Tulsi Gabbards on screen. Thanks. I mean, this is massive. Yeah. Well, Tulsi, as you know, has been a good friend of mine for a number of years. I met her when I was on the road with Bernie Sanders. That's how we met. We were both, you know, misled, useful, idiot progressives. And I'm really proud of what she's doing right now. I just had a chance to see her at CPAC and her incredible speech. And, um, and I'm just really, really, you know, we have a very similar journey and it's been amazing to watch her wake up and to watch her do the right thing. And uh, in, in, in many ways, that's what I'm attempting to do too. I feel that a lot of the, my having supported some of these um, ideologies early on as a filmmaker, uh, I have a moral obligation to undo some of the damage I did by building, helping to build the grassroots campaign for people like Bernie Sanders and um, who really, uh, you know, he was- so you're saying her conversion from the globalist is real. It, it is, I'll tell you the 100%. word is, even though Vivek, I love Vivek, is, is in the polls, number one, a little bird told me right now Trump's intending to pick Tulsi Gabbard. I think it's it's very very likely. Can you um, imagine when, when that you, ticket? When you hear her speech, you understand that 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 she's she's being primed for that position, and I would be very very grateful if she did land in that position because she she was not even digging Trump just a couple of years ago, um, but she has. We communicate um, regularly, and I will say this: there's a lot of. When I was on the road with her, a lot of stuff came up. They said, "Well, she's on part of the Young Leaders Forum." She was not. They put her name on the website just like they did with Vivek, and uh, he sued them about it. And this is how they sow distrust, right? When they see somebody rising and, and with too powerful of a message. Oh, we know. They pay the, people the, to claim I'm CIA exactly. because I said my uncle was in that and came out against it and told me they were bad from the time I was 10 years old. I, I, and, and so I tell a true story. Oh, look, his family's, you know, I'm like, no, my family saw it and said it's evil and yeah. said back then they were trafficking kids out of, out, of, out of Latin America. That's right. I was on the road with Tulsi. I was in the back of an SUV and she was, I was in the back row and she was in the middle row when the, the little scandal came out um, when she was running, running for president about her being part of the CFR, the Center for Foreign Relations. And I asked her, I said, uh, Tulsi, I'm getting hit up. A lot of people want to know this. And she turned around and looked at me and she goes, 
She goes, yeah, she goes, I was a young politician. I was invited to join that. When you look at the roster of names, you understand that there's a, there's a, you have to rub, bump elbows. Well, and, yeah, they try to recruit to all people. the up-and-comers. She said, what counts is the moment I understood what that organization really stood for, I left. And she said, just let people know that, you know, that it's like, yes, we're, we all get invited to these things. Well, that's and, another big point. I didn't point. know what the hell it was. We can't, when we start winning, which we're, we're really beginning to break the enemy's arm. Like at an arm wrestling contest, we're slamming them down right now. We've got to be ready for all these people to come over to us. It, it doesn't mean we don't, I don't even trust myself. I make mistakes sometimes, but, but we have to be ready to win. Yeah. And, and, and I mean, well, let's talk about Elon Musk. Give me your honest opinion of him. Oh boy, you know, I go back and forth, Alex, and I know we all do because for He'll start to really win my trust, and then he then he slanders Matt Taibbi, an amazing journalist, you know, and 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 then you know the Neuralink stuff is like I understand that these technologies are happening whether we like it or not, so maybe he wants to be involved in it so he can help shape it into a positive direction, perhaps. Um, but I, I really want to like him because what he's done with Twitter and so many other public statements that he's made. I can't imagine somebody, someone who is on, on the right side making those statements. That said, it sure appears that uh, China has some influence over him because he won't talk about one of our most threatening forces right now. And that's a little troubling to me. It's like we need someone that will speak out about China, that will understand that we need to decouple from all of our reliance and dependency upon China, that, that it's critical, crucial, immediate, that we must do that right now. And he's left that out of his dialogue, and that really concerns me. Bottom line, what you just said, what him reaching hundreds of millions a day with devastating truth on the open borders and world government and wokeism and all of it, you don't do that if you're with them. So he's either... He's either really converting over to pro-human, like he says, or he thinks they're going down as opportunistic and wants to take over from them. But it's definitely they really don't like him. He was definitely at some level with them, but he's smart enough to see that they're collapsing. So he's either opportunistically positioning himself to survive when they go down or he's really come over to us. Yeah. Well, you know, one thing that was uh, potentially telling for me was the fact that he, he shares a lot of the movies that expose the truth and what's going on right now. He'll, he'll be the one to amplify those on Twitter. Uh, yeah, he, he puts he, out stuff exposing the open border, stuff exposing totally. transgenderism. It gets 200 million views. Folks, you don't do that when you're, not, when you're with the New World Order. But he did not touch the Great Awakening, and the Great Awakening goes hard against China. And so, right. so that, that, that was a little bit of well, a that's where he gets his me. batteries, yeah. but I noticed now even China is saying they're are double crossing him. So, yeah. Well, that that may turn out to be something good then because it'd be wonderful. Maybe he's in the process himself of, of breaking his dependency upon China cuz and I understand that. You're running a big business. You want you want to keep the power. You 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 don't want to lose that. Part part of his power to make change in the world is the fact that he is he is such a successful entrepreneur and there's so many attacks against Tesla and a lot of his technology. Sure. So, that, what do you think about my last statement though? Uh, because I think he's as important as Trump or more important is the longevity he's got. You agree with me, though? He, I don't think he's one of their operatives. Tell me if I'm wrong. I respect your view, your, your, your discernment. I don't think he's with them. He, he's either setting up a third channel because he knows they're going down or he's totally joining us. I don't think he's with them either, at all. 
I don't, I don't think he's with them. Um, but I think that he has some business dealings that would suffer if he if he told the full truth. And I think that the more he can, which I've been telling everyone, the, you know, the, these days, we have to go against the current sometimes. If you if you understand whatever it is, what are we afraid of right now? And sometimes it's running into that fire, that fiery building. And so right he's now, definitely a maverick. Everyone is avoiding getting canceled. And, and I say to everyone, get canceled. Do everything in your powers. Get canceled. ASAP. It's a little bit shocking when it happens. You start to find out who your friends truly are and who they're not. And that's the best part about being one of the most canceled people ever is I really found out who was who. All these people came to my aid that were never there because they saw the threat to everybody. And all these so-called friends turned on me in a minute. They're not friends. People always ask me, they're like, I bet you've lost a lot of friends. And I always say, not one. I, I lost a lot of people that I thought were my friends or that were posing as my friends. You found out who the real friends were. And now the real friends, the real friends remained. The real friends are here with me. I have a much smaller, tighter knitted group of people around me that trust me. We don't have to agree on things. Even my buddy, Dale Bigtree. We debate. We love to debate each other. And our debates get pretty intense. The last debate we had was about transgender and trans, transgenderism. And, and he's working with Bobby Kennedy. And there was a messaging that Bobby put out. And I said, man, you got to have him recant that and reverse that. And we got into it. And at the, at the end of a heated debate, we love each other. You know, and it's like that's, that's how we grow. But you're because- in control of your own agency. And so is he. You're independent men. The difference is you have, you're balanced. You're, you're trying to figure out and do good. Whereas the globalists, yes, why do they do it? Why is it? I agree with you. It's less than 10,000 run at all. Because there's God's plan, the universe, perfection. It's all there. The only way to be in charge is to go against it and then do things that are discordant. So there's always going to be people that are going to cheat just because they want total control, even though by interfacing with God and God's creation, you are in control because you're part of it. Well, here's another thing that's not talked about enough, and that is this. We all know they want us divided, but the other flip side of that is they actually want us united. They want us bonded by agreement, though. They want us together. They don't want us totally fragmented. They want us bonded by their ideologies. And, so they're breaking and, up all other original ideologies and pro-human ideologies that weren't perfect but were organic to then fuse us into this new synthetic lie. That's exactly right. So we become bonded to our tribe, our collective, through agreement, right? So we have a checklist of agreements. But if you break one of those you, you don't check one of those boxes. If you can say, listen, I, I'll, I'll, I'm transgender, fine. Dress how you want to dress. Do whatever you want to dress. But I don't know that biological men should be in the ring, MMA, crushing the skulls of women. You're out of the club immediately. So it forces you to literally shut down your critical thinking capacity. Because if I have to agree with all of this, this checklist here to, to remain connected to my tribe, I'd rather not even look at it, think of it, research it or anything. That's why when people like you, people like me show them the truth, they get angry because they know that if that's real and that's really feels convincing. And if I believe that, then I might start to actually speak out in a way that will that will break the connection with my exactly. tribe. Exactly, and, 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 and here's the key. It's not really your tribe. It's a parasitic psychological warfare operation. You've got this big list you've got to agree to, yeah. and it gets more insane. They're adding more all the time. It's like, oh, you agree now to the social credit score. They're adding new stuff all the time. There's updates. Yeah, that's right. And if at any of those junctures of when new layers are added that you resist whatsoever, or you even question one of those additives, then you get punished for it. That's why I say get canceled now. Just get it out of the way. Break that because they say truth shall set you free. And I'll tell you from experience, and I know, Alex, you and I have had many talks about this. It, it truly does. Like to have the ability to say, listen, I'm just going to stand for truth. 
I don't even, I'm at the stage right now, Alex, a new stage, even, even more than the last time I talked to you about this. I will not allow any label in my life. I am not a Republican. I, I am not a Democrat. I am not. I, I agree. Even, labels I are the enemy because an labels are the enemy because they can change the meaning anytime. One hundred percent. I'm I'm on Team Humanity only. One hundred percent Team Humanity. The moment, but I might my values, my morals align more with conservative values. I didn't know that until just a few years ago. But and faith, that's only family, because populists got a toehold there because the Republican Party was kind of a secondary party of the Democrats, pretending like they were opposition. So the only reason it's a little bit better is because that's where we focused. I'd love 100%. to take over the Democrats. Yeah, I'm with you. Sorry, I'm interrupting. You're making great no, no, points. no. I, 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 I'm, I'm with you on that 100. percent But it's, it's that, it's the labels. Even with, you know, Christianity. Some people say, "Are you a Christian?" I say, "Well, I, I, I had a profound Christ awakening in 2008. They'll never forget. No one can take that away from me. I wasn't looking for it. I was completely sober, and something happened to me that informed the rest of my life." And you told I, me the and, story. And, have you ever told it on air? <laughs> I, I don't think I have. Pretty powerful. I, I have had the same experience. Pretty, pretty my, my Jesus burrito story. Yeah. It all happened when I was eating a chicken burrito one day at a Mexican restaurant. Um, long story you, short. It's I like gotta, Saul on the road to Damascus. You don't know when God's going to hit. You don't know. And I literally, I was with my, my, my poor wife. She's sitting there and I took one bite of this burrito and she looked at me. She goes, are you, are you okay? And I said, I think so. Something's something weird. I've got vibration all over my body. I have chills. It's uh, I, uh, wrap this up. I'm gonna, I'll be in the car. Meet me there. And then I was in the car, and I just had this out of body experience. She took me home, and it continued. And what, what's what, funny is, uh, wait till next hour to get to this, because I want you to tell the story. I told the story twenty something years ago, so this is not a new story. And I told what God said was going to happen, and it, it happened. I'm after I did my Access TV show at a local radio show then, like twenty six years ago. And I go at like nine o'clock. They're already starting to mop the floor. I got a chicken fried steak. I'm drinking iced tea, totally sober. And I start eating the food. It's almost like God's like, this is the real nourishment. It was at a, and all of a sudden, like the walls went out and I was having like a full, not even hallucination, like download in the restaurant by myself. I was there. I understand. I wonder why it happened at a restaurant. <laughs> I have no idea because I didn't know. I, first time I've heard you tell that story, so I didn't know what happened. I've told a few yeah, times. You know, I, I, we're, yeah. Listen, we're going to break. Here is the trailer for the musical that's coming out soon. Uh, where do we find the musical? Plandemic.com. All right, Plandemic.com. Here's the clip for the musical. And we'll start the next hour in just a few minutes. the moment we've been praying for like trees roots woven underground growing so strong no stone will ever break us down I see certain treasure Strong together, we're standing anywhere. We remember who we are, like the symphony.
only got 15 minutes left with Mickey Willis. We're going to do like a deep dive sometime, commercial free show. Those are millions of people watch those the weekend when I do them. Yeah. But but start over. You haven't told the story yet, uh, ever. This is amazing about, about Jesus Christ, literally the Holy Spirit. And what happened to you? Totally sober. What happened? All right. So first I have to mention that I was raised with zero religion. The only time I'd ever been to church as a, as a young man was in f- funerals or weddings. And... It was something that I was actually kind of repulsed by because I had an aunt and an uncle that became born-again Christians and they tried to convert everyone and, and our family pretty much disconnected them from the family. So they were no longer invited to Thanksgiving or, or anything like that. So I made a decision as a young boy that that Christianity thing is dangerous. That's how you lose family. Stay away from that. And I was raised with a single mom, two sisters and a gay brother. So I had tons of the feminine input and I didn't really have the masculine input or the dad. I didn't really get to know my dad until I was in my teens. And so that's all relevant to the situation because my wife and I were just in a conversation about, you know, we're going we're gonna to make babies. We're, we're, we're going to do this thing. And so we were out having um, uh, at our me- favorite Mexican restaurant when we lived in L.A. in Silver Lake. And this one, this whole profound thing just started to take me over. And I didn't even have a margarita. I was and, and you were a top sober. producer for the bad guys at that time. I didn't know it. Well, I, I, well, I was actually, a whole deep story there. I was directing, at this particular time, I, I was directing Spanish language music videos, and I didn't even know that I was, most of the bands that I was supporting were part of the Sinaloa drug cartel. I'd become very popular as a director within that whole circuitry. So I was, I, I, I was working with some of the most deadly mobsters, Mexican mobsters on the planet. And you're also doing big stuff for Democrats. And, and then I was doing a lot for, for Democrats at the same time. And so, I mean, you produced some of the big national TV ads, everything. We, we, we did all of that. We did I mean, you're big, you're, people don't know heavy hitters. So literally, like you're sawing the road to, road to Damascus, you get boomed. Well, absolutely. I was, I mean, my, my career in Hollywood ended the, the, the very first thing that I did that appeared to support the other side. It was, it was over. And I, I went from being a hero to a zero in Hollywood overnight. And that shows you how fragile that is. Again, bonded by agreement, um, which I'll never do again in any relationship. Anyway, so I'm, I'm, I'm in, I'm in this restaurant. This thing starts to come over me. I tell my wife, take me home. I end up going into the bedroom by myself because my wife is like, what is going on? And I, all I knew was something good was happening. I just kept saying this, okay, sweetheart, so it's not bad. I can't tell you what's happening to me because I've never had this before, but it's good. I go in the bedroom. I have a complete out-of-body experience. And this whole retuning, um, literally, we've been talking about frequency, and that's what it was. I, I came out of this experience understanding what I call the father frequency. I had tuned away from father because I didn't understand what, what father even was. And I was, but we were in talks about me becoming a father. And so this was God's way of saying, if you're going to become a father, you need to actually adjust your frequency to the frequency of fatherhood, which is, means accepting the father into your life, which I'd never even considered in my life. So that was it. You're with your wife saying, let's have children. And that archetype, that antenna goes, blah, 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 and God oh, goes, Bzz. Exactly. And so this entire experience was... Uh, I won't go through the whole detail of what happened, but what well, ended up we got to meet some stations, and I apologize for the radio breaks. We're going to break them in, but don't tell the, don't take your time. Just tell it. So, as I'm having this experience, I have this this figure appear before me, and it it, it I didn't know what it was and what was going on, but I felt this complete my whole body, my spirit was enveloped in in this in this kind of this a feeling that I'd never had before. It's called the comforter. Absolutely. And that's what it was. And I, I just, you know, and I was asked to say out loud in this experience that I accept Christ. And 
I can't tell you, Alex. It was like I didn't even realize how repulsive. By the way, most people don't get the direct. That's very. I, I, that, that means God has a plan for you. When you get the direct thing, that's. Well, and it was, it literally was, I, I couldn't say it because I thought, no, because I'll end up being a freak like my aunt and uncle. I don't want to, I don't want to do that. I saw what happened as a child and I don't want to. Mickey, start over. We're going to come back. Got to do this for radio stations. By the way, we got banned off the web five years ago. The only reason we're still here is the radio station. So we're, we're still on the radio stations. We got to take these breaks for them. Start over right at that point of, okay. I can't do this. I'm not a freak. Back in 60 seconds. This is so important. Our next guest understands we're going to push them back some. This is too powerful. And we're going to talk about the other. All right. Amazing award-winning filmmaker Mickey Willis is with us. we got the deep dive on World War III and all the developments, the good, the bad, and the ugly. A lot of good developments, a lot of really scary developments coming up with a reporter. But Mickey had to take that break because the radio stations joined us. So you, you don't believe in Christ. You, you've grown up where you've got some family that's really into it. So your family ostracized them. You're not looking for this. You're like Saul on the road. Damascus hit by a thunderbolt, falls off his horse, and literally starts having a vision. So you're given a full-blown vision, uh, and, and, and I've never had it full-blown take me over. I've just been more like it's, I'm in it, and I see it all, and the presence is there, and the walls go when you're like there. Just, and then you're given this download, which I told this 25 years ago, folks, about how we lead the movement to wake the world up. All the persecution that would come. You hear this for 25 years, folks. I didn't, it wasn't some vision that didn't come true. This was a vision, but it wasn't as, as absolutely intense where Christ appears to you. That is the rarest vision. That, 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 I mean, that's, that's very rare. So tell people. Well, again, I didn't ask for it. And, and I, at the time, I didn't even want it. Um, but I was, I was told to, you know, to say out loud that I accept Christ. And, and it, was, it took, I, I don't even know because it was kind of a timeless zone that I was in, but I literally, it, it probably took 20, 30 minutes for me to finally utter those words. And the moment I uttered those words, it was like the dam broke. I just burst into tears. Let, let's slow down. I'm going to stop interrupting. Because okay. some people didn't hear the last segment. Some say you don't care. You, Christ is saying, repeat that, what, what Christ said or, or what this vision said, and, and then you couldn't do it, and then how long it took, and then what happened when you did it. Well, here's the weird part that I left out, too, was I never had an out-of-body experience before, but, but my perspective was I was in my bedroom le- sitting up against the wall, and I left my body, and so essentially I was in the wall looking down at the top of the crown of my head from behind myself, and I'm looking at my body thinking, what the heck is going on here? Like, this is... But what was crazy was the moment I would have an analytical thought about it, I would start to kind of come back into the physical world. And so... So you had a near-death experience. Across cultures, that happens. It was also a death death experience. Rebirth, yeah. a part of me that fully died uh, in this moment. And what the the lesson was, what the voice kept telling me was, just be the witness. Like, without thought, without question, just be the witness. Just watch. And, and then I was asked to repeat this phrase that I accept Christ and I just couldn't do it. But the moment I did this, this, this bursting of my spirit and, and the pain that I didn't even know was there because I've been a happy guy forever, but a lot of it was a, was a shield to, to really stop me from, from, from healing the childhood traumas, you know? And, and so all of it just burst out. And I was told in this moment, suddenly a voice just said, run. And I, next thing I know, I'm watching my body run out the door, and I run past my wife who's sitting on the couch. She watches me go by. She goes, where are you going? And I just go, I don't know. And I'm out the door. I run down the street. I'm barefoot. 
I just remember the pain on my feet, just running so hard as fast as I could possibly run. Ran down probably a half a mile to this park that we lived by. That's literally get behind me, Satan stuff. And, and it said, stop. And I stopped. And I'm breathing. <sighs> and I said, now run back. And I turn around and I run back as fast as I could. And I run into the house. And, I, and I, now, I'm, now I'm with my wife. And she's looking at me like, what? And I go, I know. I know how this must look. I, I don't know what's happening right now. I've never done anything like this. I'm a pretty sta mentally stable person. But here I am having this crazy experience. And then I was able to communicate with her. Like, what just happened? Something happened here in my body that it's so profound. I still have tears running out of my eyes, although I'm not really crying. But I kept feeling this coldness and go, oh, wow, my eyes are crying still. And I was able to articulate to her. I said, something just happened. Oh, when you come in the, was, the Holy Spirit, you're going to cry. It's not like crying because oh, yeah. you're sad. You just start like, on air. I see some great truth. It just starts spouting because it's like the truth. You know, yeah. and the chills. And it's like, oh, wow. I am just, you know, because now you're yeah. an instrument. That's exactly right. And I, and I just knew that I was transformed. And I knew that something wonderful had happened. And I knew that we were now, something had primed my body so that we could now have children in a healthy way because I was... So committed. And the reason I waited, I didn't have children until I was in my early 40s. And the reason I waited so long, too, was because I didn't want to mess them up. And, and I don't know that I would have been able to be the father that I, that I am today had I not had this experience um, and able to pass this on to my children. And so it was just, this, it was really a divine encounter with this situation. So now when I'm dealing with kind of both sides and kind of, I feel like I'm in the middle. And I'm even with my, you know, the, 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 the incredible Christian people who I have so much reverence for these days because having met so many Christian communities around this planet, I understand why that religion is under such attack because these are the people who are truly in service to mankind, the ones who are doing it from a pure place. But I'll even tell them, like they'll say, oh, you're one of us. And I'm like, be careful with that because I don't even want that label. And I because don't, anything that's the truth is going to be under attack. It's yeah, going to have counterfeits. Yeah, that's right. And, I, and, and if being one of us means I have to agree with your checklist, um, I, I, don't, I don't want to be part of any collective, any cult whatsoever. I, I want to be here. You, you know, you always bring up the word love, and I, I appreciate it because I think love is, uh, is our most fierce power. And it gets, it gets kind of pushed aside as this soft, fluff, fluffy, hippie thing. But what else has brought, brought men to the front line of war to defend their families, their lives, their future, their nation? It, it, it's, it's love for all those things. Love and, is the most powerful without energy. Without a doubt. Without a doubt. And um, so, why, so, so now, in my experience, once I've had these experiences, I'm then given missions. And it's never too much. It's, it's what I can barely handle. And then each level I pass, then I'm given more discernment, more understanding did you start like having, how did your life change? You start getting missions? You start. Yeah. So I then, I, I've had a series of profound experiences that have happened since that, that, that I called my Christ burrito. And I, one of them was on the top of the Andes, 19,000 feet in the air, uh, spending time with a, a, a tribe that had really not been affected by the modern world whatsoever. And I had a profound experience uh, with this tribe as a filmmaker and really being with these people that weren't affected by our modern technologies and all of that of of it, that was another death that i had experienced and and and, and that's when i actually received the mission and i was shown at this point it wasn't even on my agenda list but i was shown that I oh, had, that's the classical thing first the holy spirit then the mission that's why I, yeah and so know, the, the, the you never the, talked about this level we, we didn't get to this point no but it was i i was you know through this a, a deep ceremonial process that i went through with this indigenous tribe 
I was shown that I had a, a, a an offer. It was an offer that I had the ability. As to I said earlier, it's a contract. It's that's right. I had the ability to say no to, but it was like, are you ready to stop all the stuff you're doing? And actually, what it was this voice again that said to me, "The many are the one." And I said, I, "What is that? What do you mean, the many are the? What does that mean? I don't understand." They said, "Well, all the efforts you're doing right now, we were building the Elevate Film Festival. They said your biggest audience will be twelve thousand people. That's really the one. It doesn't move the needle." And so if you think you're going to do something good, it might make you a local hero. It might make you feel good about yourself. You, you get to help those 12,000 people. And, and it's all instantly it, it, you get the knowledge. It does nothing, nothing in the scope of really moving the needle on a global scale. And, and we've, uh, we've created these technologies that now have the ability to reach billions of people. Are you ready to play that game? And I said, yes, on the mountaintop. And it was another dying to myself. But that's the reserve. thing. I would describe these with myself from what I've studied. It's like a military meeting. Yeah. I mean, it's literally like they're like, here's the battle plan. Do you want to join our team? Yeah. Oh, that's what I, I, it's very similar to that. But the, it was a two-day process for me. The moment I said yes, I had to deal with this, again, this guidance came through me. And, and God said, um, you're going to have to deal with the two things that you avoid most. And I said, what is that? And he said, all the fear and pain in the world. You like to feel good. We're all addicted to dopamine. We all like to feel pleasure. But you avoid the pain. You, you, you avoid the fear. You're going to have to deal with that. Because if you're going to step out on a global arena, you have to deal with that. And so this, this is really incredible. When, well, that's my experience. God actually walked me through all that. Like, this is going to happen. And then to watch it unfold in real time in your life. Isn't the amazing, satanic right? energy tells you it's all going to be great. And, oh, it's fine. Just sign the contract. Right. God, like, walks you all through it. Yeah, and thanks to my brilliant wife. When I when Pandemic One came out, it was all positive feedback for two days, and then the media took a hold of it and turned me and Judy Mikovits into the devil for the people. And I came home one day and I walked in the bedroom, and I my wife describes it as I just looked white. She looked at me and she goes, "How you doing?" And I said, well, "I said I'm on the cover of everything, and it's not good." I said, "I never expected this. This is really tough." Like you said, it is good. And uh, I didn't at the time; it didn't feel good. And she goes, "You know what I was thinking, babe." I said, what? She goes, this is what you prepared for on that mountaintop in Peru. And then it's just like, oh my God, yes. I dealt with all the pain. I'm dealing with all the pain and the fear in the world right now. And I have to embody that and understand that I've already been through boot camp on this. I'm, I'm, I'm ready for this. I prepared for this. I'm and that, just that her suggesting that reminded me of this experience I had. And it really allowed me to move forward. And because and, a lot of people at that stage, they stop. And the one thing that we can't do is be stopped. Anyone that comes out like you, you have at every juncture, you have kept going. And it takes, I have to say, you know, I am, I am really impressed with Trump's ability as a man, as a character, to withstand what he's going through on a personal I totally level. agree. You can say whatever you want about Trump. He's not perfect. But the enemies after him, that guy's got will. It's, it's something that I, I, I don't know that any of us could totally survive knowing that. that well, it, I know the attacks on me are Un, in, I don't spend our time on it because they want, they want to distract me with those attacks. That's right. So I don't talk about it. But I know Trump's the Trump's on because uh, I'm probably the second most attacked person. Or no, actually Trump, Putin, and then me. And I want to say Putin's great, but the point is that's what's happening. I would say the attacks on Trump are 500 times what they're on me. And they're still very intense on you. And I, I will say, as your friend, Alex, uh, the, the many times that we've hung out off camera, I don't know that there's one time that we haven't hung out that you don't shed a tear in some way, and it's it's. I always I always leave your presence feeling like the, the 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 amount of attacks that this man is under. The fact that he still holds such love for humanity, 
that just the mere mention of what's going on in the world and how people are being damaged and children are being damaged, that it still brings you to tears and you've not become jaded or cynical. Despite I'm, I'm way stronger than ever. It's, an, it's, it's the opposite. It's, it's, it's but really I, would think, I think about admirable. Trump, what, but I feel like for him, I mean, I'm strong and, and it's so, it makes me sad that our fellow humans are this bad. But I'm not going to blame everybody for that and become yeah. jaded. I can't imagine the attacks because I know what they did to my family and everybody else. The attack on Trump is 100,000. I can't imagine. Well, there, you know, just to know that anytime he's out in public and probably even the privacy of his home, that there are someone's got a rifle aimed at him. With uh, he's, he's in the sights of, of the, the worst forces on this planet it, and knowing that their, their next move is either – which is what we have to prepare for, unfortunately. So what is it about Trump that scares him so much? Because I've been honest about it. I can read people with Trump, and I've met him and been around. I get, like, flickers. Like, I get Christ energy, devil energy, rebel energy, king energy. Trump is something special. He, I think he's a flux point. I, I have to say he is. I was just at CPAC, and my wife sat there and watched his speech. And uh, not only was he hilarious, uh, but just to really – I told her, I looked over, and I said – God, I feel so moved right now. I feel so moved, not just because I'm in the Trump cult or anything like that. I'm just moved. No, no, they're scared of him because he's special. I, I'm, I'm moved that he still has this ability to tell jokes. And, you know, I've been very, very close friends with his former wife, Marla Maples, for a number of years. And I've heard very personal stories. She told me when I was fully anti-Trump, she said, I understand that. He's, he's got some quirks that are hard to get used to. She goes, but let me tell you something, Mickey. She goes, even as the ex-wife, and I have my own personal complaints, but it's all typical stuff that, you know, an ex-wife might complain about. She said he's an amazing father, one of the most loyal friends, and I've never met a man in my life who loves this country more than Donald. And well, for that, people that, that don't know, and it's not a stunt he does. He has a particular soft spot for black people. When he finds out, like, somebody, like a janitor's wife has cancer, he just gives him a $50,000 check and says, don't tell anybody. Don't tell anyone. I know. This has happened many times. Yeah, very few people know that. And so, look, this, I'm not here to, to, to promote Trump. I'm here to... No, but to, it's definitely... To yeah. really exemplify that, that just hit that archetype of, of man, we all need to step into that. If, it's, if, it's, if he has potential to be that, where he can withstand all the hatred and, and the threats on his physical life and his family's life and to keep moving forward when he doesn't have to, when he could literally just enjoy his golden years. They turn it off the minute he bowed. Um, he won't bend the knee. Yeah, if nothing else, forget about him as a politician, potential president. He won't bend president. the knee. Just simply the fact that if one man has the ability to endure that, then we have to ask ourselves, how much stronger am I that I haven't given myself? Exactly. We're for? seeing... Whether he's bad or good, and I, I know he's good overall, we're all flawed. This is Herculean. It, it, it truly is. No matter, no matter how you want to look at it, we just can't deny it. There's, a, there's an incredible story unfolding. This is Hercules. It's like we've literally been given Hercules. It's the truest David and Goliath story that I've ever witnessed in my life. You know? All right, so, l l let's hit into the former KGB officer and your video because you edited especially for us. It's Plug your ex, have people find it, they need to share this, but... Because we got another guest coming, I'll keep you for ten hours cool. here. And then but. I wanted to one, one last plug for our live event after this, if I could. Yeah, do it now. Oh, okay. So March 9th, please go to replatform replatformvegas.com. March 9th, we premiere Plandemic the Musical. I'll be there with JP Sears, with Judy Michaelvitz, with Jimmy Levy, with um, a lot of other amazing players. The day before. The premiere, they have a COVID litigation with the top lawyers that are making massive progress 
in bringing justice to the people for this crime against humanity we call COVID-19. Um, all of these things are happening. So we're literally in the city of sin. We're, we're, we're bringing all the light workers into one place. And that's where Christ went days. was where the sin was. That's exactly right. All the fake Christians hide where everything's perfect, but it's not. And now tell us about this clip. We've got a minute or two left, and we're going to play this clip, and it's going to end. And the next guy's coming in. You got to come back for like two hour commercial free. Absolutely, uh, 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 Yuri Bezmenov. How important this is. So this was a piece that almost made it into the, to the Great Awakening, um, but at the last moment I had to pull it out because we just the, the, we, I couldn't have the movie be three hours long, and I pulled yeah. out a lot of information. So I just went back in and, and and remastered this piece. This is an interview that was done, ironically, in 1984 with G. Edward Griffin and and KGB. Uh, defector Yuri Bezmenov, who came to the United States, defected from the KGB, which was a ter terribly dangerous thing to do, to warn America about psychological subversion. And so I want you to watch this five-minute piece here to understand how far advanced this agenda is here in America and what we must do to stop it. And let's be clear before we play this. I'm not an apologist for Russia. The British intelligence and others did this to Russia took them down and used them as a base of operations. So people see this and go, oh, the Russians are doing it. No, the Russians partly, they're, they're still like us infiltrated, have struggled out of this. Yeah, and now countries like China China have taken that baton, and that's they're, 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 they're now taking the lead on that. All right, we're going to, how long is this clip? Five minutes. All right, we're going to go to break in 40 seconds. you got to come back more, Mickey. Anytime. All right, Mickey Willis, Thank folks, you. one more time. Where, where do people find everything? Plandemic.com. All right, you can find us at Infowars.com and Man.Video. I apologize to our guest from New Zealand, who's a great reporter in Russia. But we're going to go into the next hour, so he'll get his time back, because this is a big story, too. Uh, we got big movement on the war front. I mean, the biggest yet. Uh, I mean, just yesterday I said the end of the world might be happening. Now it looks like NATO is actually having some kernels of sanity and is going to sue for peace. So we've got that coming up after this break. But here is this incredible piece Cut from the film, now premiering, here it is. Our conversation is with Mr. Yuri Alexandrovich Bezmianov. He was the son of a high-ranking Soviet Army officer. He had an outstanding career with the press agency of the Soviet Union. It turns out that this is also a front for the KGB. He escaped to the West in 1970 after becoming totally disgusted with the Soviet system, and he did this at great risk to his life. He certainly is one of the world's outstanding experts on the subject of Soviet propaganda and disinformation and active measures. When the Soviets use the phrase ideological subversion, what do they mean? Ideological subversion or active measures, in the language of, of the KGB, or psychological warfare. What it basically means is to change the perception of reality of every American to such an extent that no one is able to come to sensible conclusions in the interests of defending themselves, their families, their community, and their country. It's a great brainwashing process, and it's divided in four basic stages. The first one being demoralization. A person who was demoralized is unable to assess true information. The facts tell nothing to him. Do you believe then that men can become pregnant and have abortions? Yes. What has this world come to? It's come to a world where drag kids actually exist. And people do ketamine on a couch. <laughs> The next stage is destabilization. 
economy. There are some dire predictions on where the world economy is going. Foreign relations. Some of the world's superpowers could be on a collision course. Defense systems. The U.S. Army is cutting back its expectations due to, quote, unprecedented recruitment challenges. The next stage, of course, is crisis. Folks, we're in a crisis. After crisis, you have so-called the period of normalization. When we say getting back to normal, we mean something very different from what we're going through right now. The demoralization process is basically completed already. I could never believe it when I landed in this part of the world that the process will go that fast. This is exactly what the KGB and Marxist-Leninist propaganda wants from Americans, to distract their opinion and tension from real issues of the United States, to have a bunch of duped Americans, then Americans who are healthy, physically fit, and alert to the reality. What is your ideal political or social structure? Communist utopia. That's why my KGB instructors specifically made the point, try to get into filthy rich movie makers, intellectuals, cynical, egocentric people who can look into your eyes with angelic expression and tell you a lie. These are the people who KGB wanted very much to recruit. All these professors and all these beautiful civil rights defenders, they are instrumental in the process of subversion only to destabilize the nation. When their job is completed, they think that they will come to power. That will never happen, of course. The psychological shock when they will see in future what the beautiful society of equality and social justice means in practice. Obviously, they will join the links of dissenters. Marxist-Leninist regime does not tolerate these people. In future, these people will be simply squashed like cockroaches. Nobody is going to pay them nothing for their beautiful, noble ideas of equality. The United States is in the state of war. The initiator of this war is the world communist system. The only solution is communist revolution. That's why we need communists. That's what we need. This is it. This is the last country of freedom and, and possibility. Okay, so what do we do? What is your recommendation to the American people? The immediate thing that comes to my mind is, of course, there must be a very strong national effort to educate people in, in, in the spirit of real patriotism, number one. Number two, to, to explain them the real danger of socialist, communist, whatever, welfare state, big brother government. If people will fail to grasp the impending danger, nothing ever can help United States. You may kiss goodbye to your freedom, including your precious lives. I know Americans don't like to listen to things which are unpleasant. I tried to get the message across to my horror. Nobody wanted even to listen, least of all to believe what I had to say. The time bomb is ticking, but every second, the disaster is coming closer and closer. Unlike myself, you will have nowhere to defect to. United States, wake up. Here's the good news. The world can change really fast in 24 hours. Yesterday I said we've gone from a possibility to a probability of nuclear war with all these different NATO heads and, and leaders of major countries like Macron of France saying we're getting ready to send troops into Ukraine. But since then, a bunch of news is broken and, and, and the head of the Pentagon and others have said, no, we're not sending U.S. troops in and we're not going to do that. And we want to go ahead and sue for peace and have reconstruction. 
GOP senators make U-turn as they urge negotiated settlement on Ukraine conflict. So they brought us right up to the brink of Armageddon. We hope they're sane and back down. Uh, here's that clip of the Pentagon spokesperson. We took note of the remarks by the French president today of the possibility of sending French troops to Ukraine. How would the United States regard any NATO ally sending troops to Ukraine? Well, it's a sovereign decision that every NATO ally would have to would have to make for themselves. You heard Secretary General Stoltenberg say himself he had no plans or intentions of, of uh, uh, certainly under NATO auspices, of putting troops on the ground. And President Biden has been crystal clear since the beginning of this conflict. There will be no U.S. troops on the ground in a combat role there uh, in Ukraine. All right. We've got Counterspin Media, New Zealand, has been doing great reporting on what's happening inside Russia been there covering it, and they've also broken big stories about the top New Zealand uh, whistleblower who months ago was the head guy. They broke it, and they admitted, okay, he's the head guy, exposing he had the database that almost all the death, 99%, of the massive increase in death was from the shots. So they've broken a lot of big news. We really appreciate Counterspin Media joining us here today. Kevin Alp. At Counterspin Media New Zealand, counterspinmedia.com. Kelvin Alp, Kelvin Alp of Counterspin Media New Zealand, counterspinmedia.com. Kelvin, where are you right now currently? Currently, I'm in a hotel. Um, It's a little bit cold outside, snow's still all over the place. Um, But it's, it's been a fantastic trip, I must admit. So, so where are you in Russia right now? Uh, Moscow, I'm probably a stone's throw from where Sergei Lavrov, the foreign minister for the Russian Federation, um, has his workplace. All right. Um, Exactly where. um, I'm I'm geographically embarrassed when it comes to it because it's my first time in Russia. Um, In fact, the lead up to that was quite incredible. My partner, Hannah Spera, she worked with the... Um, with Syrian girl and Russia to expedite my oh, visa. Oh, sure. I'm not obsessing on where, where you are exactly. I just, you're, in, you're, you're in Moscow right yeah. now. You've been doing this fact-finding mission, and, and we've got a lot of big developments. So yeah. tell us what you've discovered. Well, we, I, we came over to attend the uh, second national conference of the international Russia file movement. This is where 77 nations came. They were represented here out of, I think it's a growing 142 countries in the world. So basically you've got 88% of the world now pushing back against the globalist elites doing their own bit to try and enslave us. These people seem to be genuine and coming together to free us. What have you witnessed while you've been in Russia? I know you've gone up quite a few places. Well, there is a... There's a massive push to um, create a network that will rival all of the well-funded and well-resourced legacy media. Uh, The one good point about that, just like in New Zealand, we are having some of these mainstream media platforms now collapse. They're under financial strain. People aren't watching it anymore. People are starting to wake up to realize they're going to absolutely um, lose this battle of information. And, of course, you've been at one of the forefronts for years telling people what's been going on. It's now starting to sink in, and it's, um, I think it's quite incredible. Another one as well, uh, some of the things discussed at that forum, you've had the Global South, 
changes in global architecture, um, the West after hegemony, and is it possible to save the European civilization? The role of China in a multipolar world. Now they call it, they talk about multipolar, being of course everyone on equal footing coming together to help make decisions to advance humanity rather than enslave it, um, as opposed to the unipolar world, which is, well, I won't say the U.S. because it's not the people of the U.S. And that's another thing actually that came through quite clear in this forum, is that they know the people of the U.S. are just as um, enslaved as everyone else because of the same players behind the scenes. And they actually named um, some of the main people behind it, which was quite incredible. There was no stone left unturned. They went backwards and coming forward with their information. They were certainly um, on top of their game in terms of sharing information and, and truth. Of course, Calisper Media being as we are, we like facts and evidence. So we did um, hold their feet to the fire on a few things. Um, like China's involvement in the lead, because I remember an old Soros plan was to have China lead the next, um, basically, world domination power. So I sort of questioned that in the Belt, Belt and Road Initiative. Uh, we, for example, in Australia, right where the um, instructions and, and, and uh, planning was to go, all of a sudden you had floods and fires and they were mandatorily taking people's lands for it. Well, let's expand so on that. Let's expand on that because... Communist China was set up by the globalists, was put in power, was used to dominate the world. But nine, eight years, ten, nine years ago, the Chi-Coms broke with the globalists. That's a real break while we're almost at war with them. And so the big question is, why is Russia allied with them? Uh, but regardless, the, the, the globalists have lost all of their power that they had before. And, and, and it, it's slipping away quicker and quicker. And now they want to threaten nuclear war with Russia as a way to try to intimidate Russia back into line, but 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 I don't see that working. No, I agree. I absolutely agree, because the, the one thing that the globalists always had uh, control of was resources and finances. And when you leverage those, you can basically bring any nation to its knees, especially the food production as well. Um, and Russia can't be bullied like that. So, of course, they are... Um, able to have a foothold and hold it back. And it's interesting to note, too, that in China, there is a massive change taking place within the Chinese power structure. And I think there's a few more people uh, on the side of being more open and less domineering. I mean, China doesn't have to invade anyone, let's face it. They own, they own most of the country's debts. Most countries are in debt to them through their... Um, loans because they the trade i mean they're dominating in um, manufacturing textiles uh, you name it why because the globalists had the rest of the countries go to places like lima um, and do a lima agreement where they transferred to developing countries all their manufacturing capabilities uh, but they sit and sold the lie but you can buy it back cheaper than you could make it there uh, the whole thing was designed and created of course to bring us to, to the brink of complete subjugation. Only now, at that brink, people are starting to rise up and say, hang on, that's a step too, a bridge too far, we're, we're, we're pulling it back. And there's a massive pushback. Well, my issue is this. I don't like the globalist empire. I don't like the American empire. But I know when the dollar dies or it's it's reset, it's going to be bad for everybody. And, and they've been gearing us up for that. But 
if you pull back, empires are the most dangerous when they're dying. And Hollywood's dead. The corporate media is dying. The leadership of the Republican Party, Democratic Party are all resigning. They are, if you look at the real world, not the national media, they're failing right now. And, and they admitted Davos a few months ago. Absolutely. That, that, that they're in being routed and everybody hates them. And Trudeau says, I'll just arrest people who disagree with me. Well, that that's exactly where we knew he was going. That'll only accelerate his destruction. Because it's easy to take over feudal serfs in 1917 in Russia that had never had freedom. But to try to impose a 100-year a, a model, old model, on the general public worldwide is not going to fly. I mean, you don't even be a rocket scientist to know that. So Kelvin Alp, reporter in Moscow, visiting from New Zealand with Counterspin Media, counterspinmedia.com, will come back and war game all this and the big new developments. What's true? Are we sending troops in or are they getting pulled out? We're getting mixed signals. What does that mean straight ahead? You know, I'm sitting here talking about super hardcore stuff. Uh, we had the, the, the Swedish defense minister, the British defense minister, uh, Bob, the German government report a month ago, they're planning full war for 30, 40 years with Russia. I mean, we're talking apocalyptic road warrior cuckoo land stuff. Way worse than the Cold War. That's how the bankers think with all the scams they've committed and all the crimes and the COVID stuff. They're going to get out of this. And then Macron comes out two days ago. You can see the press corps freaked out. He says, yeah, we're getting ready to you know, probably send in bilateral, meaning it's not NATO, but it's NATO bodies from each country that link up. It is NATO to directly fight Russia. Then listeners call me. Maybe my wife said this morning, I'm sitting there cooking breakfast at like 6.30 in the morning before my daughter wakes up. She goes, she said, Batty's my nickname, for whatever reason, not Daddy, Batty. She goes, Batty, you told me the U.S. military is already there. And I said, well, yeah, not officially. Just like in Vietnam from 1960 to 64, it wasn't official. But I said, it's about to be official. <laughs> she says, oh. And, and so... I, I, I come on because all I'm talking about is World War Three at my house because I'm and I love my kids. I mean, you know, I love living. I mean, and 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 this is I know about wars. I know how fast they start. I know this is a real danger. We have a normalcy bias because we've been alive so long and had freedom so long. I'm gonna go to the grocery store right now, even though stuff's overpriced, and get anything I want on a small budget. I was sitting there this morning. And I was like, we're so blessed to have this. I was like, our ancestors had to raise the animals to have this and grow the wheat to have it and know how to, and I'm sitting there just thinking, my God, do we have it good, but it's all going out the door folks. And they think they can sell austerity and this whole takeover on a war with Russia. Boy, that's a really good bet. There's two countries in ancient times. There's three in, in modern times. I guess you can say four in, 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 in near, near time, but Vietnam's never been conquered for very long or ever, not the whole thing, Russia, the United States, Afghanistan. And that's where Napoleon went to get defeated. That's where Hitler went. And what is it about a dog going back to its vomit that it goes back to Russia? What are the Russians doing? If the Russians were up our ass, do the Russians have a Chinese agent? Is Mitch McConnell married to a known Russian agent? Uh, no, she's a Chinese agent. 
So if the Russians, I mean, I'm a fighter, folks. I'm an American. If I saw any Russians that aren't FBI trying to set me up, that's the only Russians I've seen around here, I would be on their ass so fast. It'll, I love to attack people, but they got to be bad. I'm not here. I'm not like, oh, on a Russian payroll, like CNN says. Yeah, I'm on America's payroll. I'm on freedom's payroll. I'm on God's payroll. I don't see the Russians involved in diddly squat. Why Their country is three times the size of ours. It's got more oil, more uranium, more trees, more soil, everything. It's a, I actually would like to do business with Russia. I'm that kind of guy. So I've got all these clips. I already played the Kirby clip, but the Senate's now saying, okay, maybe we want a peace deal, but we want $300 billion from Russia to steal that frozen money they've got. That's a terrible thing, but it's a lot better than World War III. So now they're saying we're just going to take Russia's money and then launder it back out of Ukraine. You know, well, that's terrible. Well, that's a lot better than World War III. So they've now gone from we're going to have full frontal war with Russia in 24 hours because they said we're moving in with NATO, and Russia said let's go nuclear war. They went, okay, uh, we're just going to take your money. So this is a very positive development. So incredible investigative reporter from Counterspin Media New Zealand, Kelvin Alp. Uh, you're, you've been there for a while in Russia. You've been watching what's happening. What are your other observations, and what do you make of these latest developments? Well, I can tell you one thing uh, for absolute fact. Ukraine war has already been lost. The only reason people don't realize that is because the media hasn't yet told them. It's not in the interest of the um, globalists to have people cut off their funding supply that you rightfully said is relaunched back to themselves, and it happens constantly. Um, there's also Europe itself has sanctioned Russia 15,000 times. Now, that can include everything from people to products to, like I say, frozen assets and bank accounts, 15,000 just on those. Um, there is... They know that the, the, the Ukraine's been used for money laundering by U.S. Uh, interests. They send it over there, and uh, they pass through Congress some great big packages. Always say they have to have it to win a war. The war's lost. You must just give that one up right now. The only reason that the, uh, any NATO troops will be coming together to try to do it is because they realize they've lost. Otherwise, they'd sit back and just carry on. Exactly, and now they're saying, okay, the we'll just launder rebuilding money, reconstruction money. And that's exactly how the banking interests... Let's face it, the wars run by the bankers. All these wars are created by bankers. If your country does not decouple, like the U.S., decouple from the Federal Reserve, you are toast for the future. That's where your money's going, gone to die. Um, you must go get back to your own sovereign print of currency. And not many people are harping on about that. You control your currency, you will control your future. Let someone else do it. They will control everything from your, um, your public politicians all the way to your legislations and the subjugation of you all eventually. Elaborate on your observations. There was, a, there was a former U.S. senator here. I forget her name, a black woman. She just, she, she, we were listening to, some of the speeches like watching paint dry. Okay, you'd rather like dry those out. But then she gets up, she comes to the stage, and she was there so quick, three minutes and laid it out, and you could have just 
here at here at Pindrop, and 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 I even call it. I said to someone next to me, "Now that is what I came to hear," because there was a lot of other people that prescripted speeches, and it's a whole lot of waffle. But then you have the gems that just get to the heart of the matter. It cuts through the smoke and say, "If you address that, that, and that, you're fine." Another thing they kept bringing up was, as you, and and you've consistently gone on about it as well. That's the destruction of the family. That is your cornerstone of any community and society. The the, the indoctrination from, from childhood uh, or movies created or um, articles written in the mainstream paper is Russia's bad. So when you are only seeing a country and its people through the eyes of a manufactured lens, you are going to have that as your basic instinct. That is your implanted belief system. And until you can smash that, you are going to forever form in trouble going forward. Well, here's and my bottom line. Like I said, Russia ain't in our business. BlackRock and the New World Order are raping us. Uh, Pfizer is raping Absolutely. everybody in the Western world, whether you're in New Zealand or Germany or the U.S. We got the same enemies. So when the Russians come punch me in the nose, let's go. But I see no attacks yeah. from them. That's exactly right. I mean, if you and then you were dead right. Tell me the last time you you actually even China. Like I'm, I personally, at the moment, am not convinced on China. I'm going to investigate that until until I've explored every bloody orifice. But um, I can tell you that Russia is hasn't got outward looking plans of domination. They have got outward looking plans for cooperation um, because they believe. If everyone comes to the table and they say, okay, what have you got that we require? What have we got that you require? How can we make it work for both of us and the people at large? Does that mean um, Russia hasn't got problems here? Not at all. They've definitely got problems. I mean, they're stepping up corruption and things like that. And sometimes it's a little hard for some people to criticize. Um, but then you've got to take it from the other angle. How many people have been sent in deliberately to criticize and foment Problems like orange revolutions, etc. And let's face it, that's a famous CIA. But not to, not to mention, not to mention the documents that have come out in Congress and that Bongino's released. They used it to color any American that didn't want to be a slave to the New World Order as a Russian agent. So they've directed their entire intelligence system against us based on the lie that Russia is in our grill. Correct. That's exactly what's happened. And in fact, they also mentioned there were some files, uh, British files, uh, released online recently. I think that was on a BritishFiles.com, but and that was spoken out. Uh, they, they're trying to remove that as fast as they're putting them up at the moment. Um, it's just like work being done in the background because you, they they have a U.S. journalist or two over here. One, I think, for the from the. Hold on, let's journal, talk about those documents with Kelvin um, Alp. Kel Kelvin Alp's our guest, investigative journalist in Moscow from New Zealand. Let's talk about this when we come back. Russia has won the war. Kate Daly's taken over. I got a little bit more to say in the next segment. I'll hand the baton to her. The Counterspin Media in New Zealand, great reporters that have broken so much news, went to Russia to cover what's really happening, counterspinmedia.com. And uh, Kelvin Alp is our guest. Kelvin, do you, what do you make of NATO saying we're going to send troops, which we know are already there, to fight the Russians on one hand and then rebukes by the State Department, the Pentagon, NATO, U.S. senators saying, no, we're about to go to reconstruction. What do you think the truth is there or, or, or we don't know yet? I think I think in all honesty, um, they realize 
the war is lost. I mean, we know uh, there's Russian advances just daily. I mean, 70 kilometers sometimes in a day uh, moving moving forward. They could quite easily, if they just did a blitzkrieg, take Kiev very, very fast. But they're not interested in that. What they're interested in doing is reclaiming uh, what Russia believes is their um, land that has been um, taken. Because uh, this goes back, as you know, to 2014, when it first all started. And, of course, yes, there has been biolabs found in there, US-funded. There's been um, oh, there's, there's a myriad of things that come out that NATO know damn well about. They're just not telling anyone. And that's why they're, they're doing a, um, a, a bob each way. If they've got a bob each way, so no matter which decision they make going into the future, they're going to be right. Um, but I can tell you now, they will not belong going to war because they will absolutely get trunched. A lot of the world is joining together behind the scenes. They are going to push back against them should that happen. And I wouldn't like to be on the receiving end. Uh, I wouldn't like to be on the receiving end of that if I was the globalist. In fact, I'm. Well, there's I no would, doubt the globalists uh, like have, have lost in, in Ukraine. I'm concerned about a false flag. And Zelensky's already shot missiles repeatedly into Poland and tried to say Russia yep. didn't got caught doing it because the Polish uh, military shot down the missiles and got the tail numbers. So they never fully detonated. So they got the tail numbers. They were there were Ukrainian missiles. I'm really concerned about false flags. That is um, something I think that's it's, it's even over here um, because one of the things that was mentioned, I think, by one of the dignitaries was, uh, as you said before, when the globalists are in the th are death throes, that's when they're at their most dangerous for striking out and causing a whole lot of problems. And they said uh, they have to ensure that the final death throes do not drag us all into a nuclear abyss. And there was ex uh, serious concerns being expressed about that, um, including false flags to gain sympathy from other players in order to come aboard that we have seen time and time before. So NATO's lost, so they either double down and invade, go to full war with Russia, or they stage a false flag to get more fun into Ukraine, but they know the men are all dead, so that, that won't work. Right now, we're in that flux point. Yes. Yeah, and, and I... I would, an educated guess of mine would be that NATO is not going to war with Russia. I think that is not going to happen. The, the power on this side of that equation that the media doesn't talk about is far superior to what's on that side, hands down. Plus, there's nuclear weapons. All right. Thank you so much, Kelvin Alp. Great job with all your work on the poison shots. Do you think humanity's winning right now? I think after what I saw, when you've got enemy countries sitting beside each other and actually getting on, you've got all types of faiths and religions talking about a common uh, a theme of humanity over everything else. It's actually was so beautiful to see. And I honestly believe that once we, which we are doing now, like with yourself and us, we are killing legacy media and the truth is finally coming out and people are seeing this new um, goal. Yeah, there's no doubt the system has totally collapsed. Beautiful. And so you went to a big international conference in Russia, and you heard about Team Humanity. All right, very Absolutely. impressive. That's the, that's what, that was basically the foundation push. All right, Kelvin Alp, thank you so much. Counterspeedmedia.com, we'll talk to you soon. All right, uh, Kate Daly's about to take over. i got a couple more stories I want to hit here. Uh, we got some really crazy news. And, and then Owen Schroyer in 56 minutes takes over with the war room 3 p.m central infowars.com forward slash show and stations across the country 
We'll be right back in 60 seconds. Please stay with us. All right, we are back live. Final segment I'm doing. Kate Daly is about to take over. Owen Schroyer in 54 minutes with the war room. Uh, listen, you're not going to get information like this anywhere else. The system hates us because they know we've got the light in the dark that will defeat them. All right, so I want to thank you all for your previous support, but we're at such a crucial crossroads. Just 24 hours ago, NATO was saying, and getting the public ready for, we're getting ready to uh, publicly fight Russia. In 24 hours, the Pentagon, the State Department, the Senate, uh, leaders of NATO said, no, we're not. We want a peace deal. Now, that doesn't mean the peace deal is done, but it means they took us right to the edge, these crazy people, because that's nuclear war, folks, and they backed off. So it's so important what we're all doing here together. Thank you for your support. Plus, you need the products we've got. So less than 1% of the huge audience we have ever goes to InfoWarsTore.com and gets a book, a film, a T-shirt, a great supplement, water filtration, you name it. I'm asking you to support us. We're not backing down. We're fighting for ourselves, and we're fighting for you. So please go to InfoWarsTore.com, where right now we've got Body's Ultimate Turmeric Formula that's the strongest turmeric concentrate out there and does incredible things for your whole body. Body's Ultimate Turmeric Formula. We've got Nitric Boost that Judy Mikovits, the doctor, has said totally cleans out your blood. She's not a sponsor. She's not involved. She got it and saw it and thought it worked great. It's got known compounds that clean out your blood. Nitric Boost, InfoWarsStore.com. Then we have 10-hour clean energy, strong, without the letdown. Turbo Force is 10 hours of clean energy. Turbo Force at InfoWarsStore.com or 888-253-3139. And then we also have DrJonesNaturals.com, our great sponsor, my dad's company. All the silver products that aren't available at InfoWarsStore that were bestsellers. The Wound Gel, the Immune Gargle, uh, the Super Blue with the Nano Silver, with the Iodine, with the Tea Tree, with everything. It's all at DrJonesNaturals.com with over, I just mentioned four products, 10 other products, amazing supplements to peruse the whole site. There's more than that. This stuff we used to sell is only available there at drjonesnaturals.com and you get great products and you love them and you order them again. So my main goal is to get people that have never tried a product to go try it. Is everybody like, everybody like an 80 plus percent reorder? Nobody has that. These products work. I'm asking all of you out there, what do you want us to do? We're fighting for you. We're fighting for ourselves. We're fighting for a future. Go to drjonesnaturals.com. Go to infowarstore.com and get these great products and take them and see what they do. You're supporting the broadcast, doing a great job. You can't lose, and you're going to love it because they're real products. They're amazing. Infowarstore.com or drjonesnaturals.com. Drjonesnaturals.com. It's right there on screen for radio listeners. Not, you don't spell it doctor, just drjonesnaturals.com. And I want you to get a Team Humanity shirt. I want you to get our new Gadsden flag Red, white, and blue shirt. They're all there. Infowarstore.com. It takes money to fight a war. These are great products. The only way we lose if you don't take action. You're crazy if you don't. Infowarstore.com or triple A two five three three one three nine for Infowars or DrJonesNaturals.com. Syndicated talk show host, an amazing lady with always powerful guests. Kate Daly takes over now. Thank you, Alex. So appreciate you. And by the way, those uh, the teeth products are amazing. In fact. What you put into your teeth and all the fluoride talk and everything else that's going on right now should be a big lesson for us. And in, in what we put in our mouths uh, dictates a lot of health, <laughs> a lot of health issues that we have. 
I want to talk about a pretty mixed bag of things today, random things, insights, things I've learned um, that hopefully will help everyone. And uh, first off, I want to talk or at least address the breaking pathetic news of the day, which just cracks me up, actually. Uh, longtime Republican leader Senator Mitch McConnell announced uh, today he'll step away from leadership this November. Wow, this and Rothschild's dead all in the same week? Can a patriot dream? Anyway, uh, McConnell's Freedom Index score is a pathetic 57. 57. Yeah, that's worse than a lot of lefties out there. Kind of amazing that he stayed in for so long since 1985. Often referred uh, to staying on script, right? When Trump would go off script, he would say how horrible that was. We got to get him back on script. This guy is the guy that was probably shoved into lockers in middle school. Yeah, he's got that face. But it's amazing to me that this is what he said upon leaving. One of life's most unappreciated talents is to know when it's time to move on to life's next chapter. So I stand before you today to say this will be my last term as Republican leader of the Senate. Is he actually going to resign? Because that would be the underappreciated talent. And uh, since 1985, and then, of course, the headline. The headline was McConnell to step down was last bulwark against MAGA. <laughs> um, well, that's a lie. Uh, but OK, I guess we're, you know, this headline is uh, has probably reached you by now and you probably can't stop laughing because it's not true. It's absolutely not true. Do you feel like we're being pushed to the right for all the wrong reasons? Do you feel like, because, you know, in Obama's term, they pushed us to the left for all the wrong reasons. This guy can't even complete a sentence. This guy can't even answer when asked simple questions um, about uh, running for office or about what he's accomplished because he's not there in the head. And for some reason, this guy was allowed to stay in. Did he ever do one single thing? that ever amounted to anything that restored any liberty whatsoever? No. Can you imagine being in a power position and you have not done one thing to save this country? Not one thing to restore liberty in your whole cotton-picking career since 1985. I was in high school in 1985. Oh, my gosh. Um, yeah. So why would anyone... Run for office if you know it's fixed. You must ask that question. Do you feel like the media is gaming us on the right-left game? Yes. And if the right-left game is being played out in every headline like today, what you should be asking is if the presidential race actually mattered, we probably never hear a word about it. It's truth. It doesn't matter who sits in the office of the presidency. What matters is who controls the presidency. <laughs> on both sides of the aisle. And until we finally get it, that our side is just as corrupt as the leftists, just in a different way, they always play the martyr, then we're never gonna save this country. Federally, it's gone. There's not a doubt in my mind. After doing this for 13 years, and I'm sure Alex can attest to this too, it's gone. Federally, it's gone. It's all bought and paid for. No one's standing for actual change or truth. Maybe save two out of the whole TC. Um, a Yugoslavian proverb said, if you wish to know what a man is, place him in authority. And that is the truth. That is the truth. The only place that you can save America now would be in your local cities and counties. I say this a lot because I think the message has not yet really been received yet that that's the only place we have left. We still want to cling to 
federally we can have some impact. Anyone that gets the seat is put out by the party and the parties are corrupt, right? People come to me about media all the time and, and I say, here's the media politician test. If the politicians hate you and want you to stop talking, then you're actually doing a great job. <laughs> Keep it up. You're probably telling the truth if you're in media and the politicians, if the politicians praise you and love your interviews, you should never be in media, walk away. You should never be given a microphone. You have officially sold out, right? And I hope that message is received by media out there. And I, it probably won't be. But that's the sad part is that if the politicians hate the media person now, it's usually because they're getting exposed by said media person. It's a great test to know if you're listening to truth or not. And here's the politician test for who to vote for. It's very, very simple. It's very simple. People want to want to go try to figure out what to ask them. And, and, and here's, I'm going to give you the, the biggest hint ever in vetting people for office, okay? Ask the politician to talk about different times when that politician displayed any courage at all in their entire life and what they had to sacrifice in order to do that. They must give clear examples of hardcore sacrifice and courage being displayed. Otherwise, do never cast a vote for these people, right? With your conscience on board, you can't. Because really and truly nowadays, the two things that you need an officer are the um, knowledge and understanding of Bashiat the law, the anti-federalist papers and the federalist papers and the constitution. If you don't understand those items, if you haven't read and analyzed those items, it's not good enough to read it. You should never run for office ever. Okay. And also if you've never displayed courage, because now it's going to come down to, are you able to stand in a room and be the only contrary voice? Or do you like being part of a club? <laughs> right? Are you willing to sacrifice? everything in your life to stand up for what's right because you will be threatened okay and do you like being liked because you won't be if you stand up for the truth those are seriously the only questions that point to integrity that point to the knowledge of the constitution so that you can decide whether that politician is a decent politician they should be able to fill an hour with that information easy right displays of courage, sacrifice, all the rest. If they cannot do that, they are only there to serve the club. If they cannot fill an hour at least with plentiful amount of, of, uh, of reasons as to how they did all of these things, what they studied, what they analyzed, and all the rest, don't vote for them. It's that simple. The vetting is so simple, yet we refuse to really do it. And we get caught up in military speed. I was in the military. Has that ever once benefited us? The military career. Everybody likes to run on that, right? I was in the military. No, I was in the military. My career was longer. Let me tell you some stories. Mesmerize you and walk out of the room and then go be a jackass, right? In office, bought and paid for. And I'll leave with a lot more money than what I came in from. The military career has never actually benefited us. Not once. Go look in history. Uh, liberty has never been restored by somebody who had a military career. Why is that? I have relatives in the military. You do too, right? All in every war, <laughs> okay? 
But that doesn't mean that you understand the Constitution. It doesn't mean that you have courage. It doesn't mean that you know how to stand up in a room and be the contrary voice when 300 people are against you. It doesn't mean that. And so unless we start actually vetting these politicians for who they are and what they're really about instead of the nice talking points, we never get anywhere. And then on top of that, the right-left game has been played so handily for so long that they have us believing that if our side could just win, we'll be great. That isn't the truth anymore because too many people are bought and paid for by other countries, bought and paid for by the pharma industry, bought and paid for by all of the people that run the government. The actual people that run the government, like I said, if the presidential race actually mattered, they wouldn't be talking about it every single day. Squirrel, they want your eyes on the game and they want to play it every day. That's why the headline, the last bulwark of of MAGA, give me a break. Give me a break. The last bulwark of MAGA. They're playing us left to right, right to left every single day. And unless we snap out of it, remember Cher? I can't stand Cher, but share, snap out of it. We just keep fulfilling the game. We just keep having belief in the validation of these elections that we know are fraudulent. As long as you stay in the right-left paradigm, the validation of elections stays there. And that's exactly where they want us. You know, I got some letters about the Beatles when I spoke about the Beatles last week. And I wanted to mention this because I thought it was kind of interesting. There were a lot of people that went, wow, never thought about that. That's interesting. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to think about that. Thank you. Okay, because it's a thought. I gave you a thought, right? I did some homework, did some research, nothing added up. I had a lot of questions about the 60s and the Beatles uh, being one of them. These were the things I got back in all caps, yelling at me. <laughs> I don't like music. I don't like their music. Actually, I love the Beatles music, if you really want to know. I listen to it. I love it, actually. Um, and I said they were an intelligence op. Now, no one that sent me an all caps yelling at me email could refute one single thing that I said. Not one. Isn't that amazing? Nothing. Took nothing to task. The only thing that they said is you must not play a musical instrument. That is why you are after the Beatles now. And not everything's a conspiracy. Oh, honey. Almost everything has been a conspiracy of people getting together to conspire. And Tavistock Institute was king of them, okay? A lot changed in the 60s. And you got to look at the 60s as a whole because then you start to understand how much change that was unnatural to change itself, okay? And here's the other thing. I'm actually a guitar player. Most people don't know that about me. I was actually a guitar teacher. Yeah, a guitar teacher. I know plenty about music, okay? But I do know there wasn't a single shred of evidence that they ever actually wrote a song. We were told they wrote music, but before they were discovered and when they were in Germany, and of course, that's where they actually started, not London, as the story goes, um, that they actually did not write any music that anyone knows of. They only sang My Bonnie, which was already an established song. So that doesn't count, right? And there were way too many things about their popularity and about what the media said about them, okay? So we have a thinking problem going on in America. But this actually applies to a lot of things that we think about, a lot of things. And I want to address that because I think everybody has a little of of this. I probably have a little bit of it too, okay? And of course, when I got yelled at 
I realized that people just want to believe what they believe, and they don't want to be nudged in a direction that they are not willing to look at or willing to, abs- to take in the information. Whether you agree with me or not doesn't matter, okay? I could care less. You disagree? Great. Give me an argument. Tell me I'm wrong and tell me why. But no one could do that. It was all very, very, very emotional. And so here's the deal with, <laughs> with this. We had the 60s, okay? Music changed drastically, almost too drastically, if you ask me. We had the lone gunman. We had the Beatles offering up the new Buddhist, uh, um, new kind of religious agenda of New Age. We had the drug culture on steroids. We had the women's lib movement on steroids, which was there to destroy women, actually, and destroy the family. And it's sickening what took place. Women didn't all get mad in the 60s for no apparent reason. They were told to be mad by the media. The Tavistock Institute was going strong. And this is why we had so much change within that decade. It was a decade after the infiltration into the media, the Washington Post, and psychological operations. The intelligence agencies never really were going to do very, very much work on foreign ground. Most of the work they did was right here. And you can see evidence of that because here they are formed in 47, and all of a sudden, the 50s and 60s changed so drastically, completely unnatural to any other decade or two decades in history. How did that happen? Right? We blame it on culture. We blame it on, well, it was just what it is. Laurel Canyon, the people that were trucked into Laurel Canyon, and then they made Laurel Canyon the big item of the 60s. Most of the people involved there, most of the artists they brought in, were um, sons and daughters of intelligence operatives. (laughs) Some of them came from D.C. The Doors? Yeah. There were a lot of people that were sort of trucked in and then all of a sudden had this unique groovy sound for no reason. Do you feel played yet? Just a little. Music would never change that drastically. And then, of course, um, there was some footage that I posted on Facebook under the Kate Daly Show Facebook page. And it was a clip of 1966, our trip to the moon. (laughs) NASA put up some footage. You can see the wires holding the guy up because the legs never move. (laughs) They're at such an odd angle. You can tell he's in a harness. And he's floating around the capsule as if he's actually doing something. And all they keep, all Walter Cronkite keeps talking about in 1966 is the umbilical cord that he's attached to. And he just keeps getting tangled up in it. Not really doing much, but you can see Earth off in a distance. It was interesting that NASA was called NACA to start with. We got the Nazi scientists over here from World War II. And then all of a sudden, we got this program that went from planes in the NACA okay, to NASA, space. Very interesting time. And isn't it interesting that, uh, that it was named after Greek gods, Apollo, Artemis? Did anyone ever wonder about that and why that was the case? I just read some interesting pieces on, um, on people that uh, are into, say, witchcraft and Satanism who love the Greek God theories, okay, who really take these to heart and how much crossover there is. It was a really interesting, really interesting research that I was doing lately because uh, when NACA changed over, right, and uh, became this, in, this, this, this thing that we were about to spend a lot of money in, wink, wink, 
pay. It was kind of interesting that it was um, really after and during the inception of of turning things into the CIA. So that was kind of interesting. And a lot of it came out of, or most of it, or all of it came out of Langley. And they even admit that with the person that actually started the naming of everything under the Apollo, under the Greek gods. is really, really interesting. Greek mythology was used as a means to explain the environment in which humankind lived, the natural phenomena that witnessed in the passing of time of the days and months and the seasons. Greek myths were connected to religion, but explained the origin and the lives of the gods. So it wasn't actually God, it's godless. And what it is, is 12 basic gods are the reason for the creation of Mother Earth, who I apparently spit us out. I don't know. I guess we don't have a creator. Mother Earth did it. Anyway, it was a reason to describe all of that and to put the heavyweight on nature and on the environment as the creation of us and the creation of all things. It's interesting that it's 12. Christ had 12 apostles. And then there's the 12 Greek gods. I've always found that kind of strange. But NASA named its missions after that, thanks to Abe Silverstein. He was the one that started that. And there's so much about NASA that has never added up. I gave you the reasons, I think, last week as to why they can't go into space. They don't have food that doesn't have germs in it. Mm-hmm. Don't have enough insulation to keep them warm. Mm-hmm. And um, rechargeable batteries. Sure. Anyway, I believe it, right? Um, So here you have this whole NASA crazy going on, and people are finally starting to figure it out. They're finally starting to figure out what a money laundering scheme this has been for such a long time. And then the billionaires, interesting that they're building bunkers. I think they were putting all their money into space. So if things go crazy, why don't they just go up? Maybe because they can't. Maybe because those bunkers are there for a reason. It is interesting, though, that that they're putting their money into space and they all have the exact same interest. I've always found that kind of funny. The high profile billionaires all putting their money into space. Maybe it's a money laundering operation that works both ways. I'll just throw that out there. Of course, I'm going to come right back. I have a lot more to share with you. And a lot more insights along the way that I've learned along the way. I'll be right back on the Alex Jones Show. I'm Kate Daly, your guest host. Welcome back to the Alex Jones Show. And a big thank you for Alex uh, supporting my research and, and my work and, and being on. Um, it's, it's a gift. And I appreciate you spending your time because I know you care about this country. And I know you probably wouldn't be watching this if you didn't. And I think one of the most important things that I've seen over the last 13 years has been this thing about courage, courage and and curiosity. You know, when I ask these questions about NASA and I realize how many people were involved at at Langley that brought us NASA and uh, the German scientists involved that were full on Nazis that brought us NASA. And then all of a sudden, um, we go to the moon and then we can't go back for 50 years and we still can't go back. So they're offering their little, their little chip is, you know, well, we're going to, we're going to land something on the moon. I mean, it's absolutely ridiculous. And I wish people would actually really look into it and then find out for themselves. And it doesn't matter if you agree with me or not, 
It's never mattered to me. The, the thing about asking questions is really the biggest problem we have in America. We don't ask enough questions. We don't compare and contrast history. We don't know our history. And so we all have a lot of work to do in that department. And none of us is off the hook. I do feel like at some point we're all going to be asked uh, by the Lord that, what did you do for freedom? What did your life amount to? What did you, when, when did you stand up? And I think the answer to that is very, very important. What are you going to say? What are you going to offer up? You know, a, there was a meme about Assange and it was talking about, he was asked what his greatest disappointment was. And learning that even intelligent people can be cowards and that courage is a much rarer attribute than intelligence. True. You know, it's not like we're going to be beheaded in the United States for standing up for some truth. We're not. We're probably, if you speak the truth on social media or to your friends or family, you're probably not going to be thrown in jail at this point. Could be, depending on what you are going to actually talk about or whistleblow on. But for the most part, most of us, we don't really face anything great or catastrophic for standing up for the truth. So why do we fear so much? Why is it so hard for us to break away from the pack and display any courage at all? I was in a meeting once where um, a person threw me under the bus, hardcore. And afterwards came to me and said in a very weak, wuss bag kind of way, oh, I'm so weak and you're so strong and you're standing up for the truth. And I'm just, I don't have that. I don't have that. And I just thought, what a wuss. What a mealy mouth little wuss, right? And really what the person was saying was, I want you to still like me, even though I threw you under the bus. So therefore, I'm just going to let you know that I'm weak. You know, courage isn't an attribute that some have and some don't. True. True story. It's like a bicep. We can all exercise it. Some are bigger than others. Some are tiny. <laughs> okay. But we can all exercise them the same muscle. Courage is not an attribute. It is something that we do. It's an action. Okay, so to bow out of truth and to say that you don't possess that is absolutely asinine, isn't it? How we analyze information, our belief in information, and then our utter belief in taking in new information. And just because we don't want to believe it, we pretend that it can't be true emotionally is hurting us as a country. Curiosity is one of the things we are missing out on the most. It truly is. And there's a problem with it. You know, in my state, I have a treasonous little governor who loves to clink glasses with Biden. He licks Biden's boots as much as he possibly can. In fact, there's a, a photo of him standing right in the back, uh, standing up when Kamala Hormala is sitting at a table. And he'll do anything to get a photo op with these, uh, with these jokers and will do anything to prop himself up for the new world order. But he pretends to be a conservative. And we have to put up with this little effeminate guy, okay? Little uh, Tucker Carlson called him the, the, the bald Gavin Newsom. He and Mitt Romney are all in on just taking the Great Salt Lake, which is full of lithium, lithium mining, by the way, and um, stripping our abilities um, to, uh, to keep it the way it is. And of course, they came out with the drought narrative and the drought narrative has penetrated the West. OK, and they keep coming up with this. And every single time you hear about this, please understand what a lie it is. 
God did not put us on the earth to give us a scarcity of water so that governments could control us, okay? There's plenty of water. And if you notice, we did just fine when government wasn't always at the control uh, knobs for our water, didn't we? But the second that the government became the, 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 the quintessential part of control for water and utilities, all of a sudden scarcity came. Interesting. They used to say that, uh, or they still say that Lake Powell is diminishing, right? And they try to show these pictures. But what they did actually was back in 1980, they had it at 3,700 feet. And 3,700 feet was actually, actually the height. Then what they did 30 years, 40 years later was tell you that that height was its average. So they turned the height of, of what it actually reached in its heyday after the 1960s, and they turned that into an average so that anything that fell below the average must be a drought. That's how they monkey with the numbers. That's how they lie and deceive. That's what they do, okay? And what's interesting about that is that they keep selling the lie, even though you can go back and you can notice exactly when they talk about drought. And this message is for everybody, okay? Because it was filled in 1967, but they had to raise the number so it constantly looked like we were without water. That's the lie. Now, as we move forward and you hear a lot more about drought, a lot more about drought, and you will, and the governments in my area, in my very conservative area, which used to be conservative, but they're lying thugs, are lying about this to everybody and putting in regulations, smart cities, and conservation numbers like crazy to get people to think that conservation is the only way out of it. It's not. Water is right underfoot. Go watch the movie Mully. You'll love it. Mully was a great documentary about finding water in Africa and what kind of faith the man had to have in order to know where to drill down for water. And that source of water has been plentiful and renewable ever since. But we're not raised to think in those terms. We're raised to think that water only comes from snowpack and rain. We know they manipulate the weather. It's already been in documents and treaties. So to say that's a conspiracy is ridiculous. It's ridiculous. And it sounds stupid by the person saying it because there's so much evidence to say that they weather manipulate. And so when I'm looking at the future and I'm, I'm, I'm understanding these things and I'm seeing these lies, when you speak out about the truth, the truth resonates. It has a power. It has an ability to settle in your soul and you can't unknow it. That's the most special part about truth. And there are a lot of deliverers of truth. And we need to be open to information to know exactly how Truman Show, this Truman Show really is. And it's deep. It goes deeper than most people can even fathom. And I know it rocks people's world. But you know what? People have jumped on the conservation bandwagon as if it's the only way out without even asking a single question. I actually contacted the state water board to tell them about primary water. Primarywater.org is a great resource, resource to learn about water right underfoot. Okay? How do you think we continued on in the Middle East and in all these desert areas, we knew where to go for water. Sometimes it's up closer to the surface, sometimes it's not. You have to drill down pretty, pretty deep. Doesn't mean it's inaccessible though, and it's right underfoot, okay? So to sell these lies to us over and over and over again, all they do is bring on more regulation. All they do is bring on more talking points for terrible politicians to sell you more lies. 
like they're going to do something about it. But it's usually erring on the side of conservation instead of the truth. Instead of the truth. And this is where you and I and all of those listening could actually change the world because it doesn't take very many people to change thought, to change what we know, to change and, and have people understand the truth. It takes a small army. It always has in the past. Taken a small group of people to change things. We can change the education in this country if we, if we try. We can change because we have curiosity and courage to do it. So be one of those people. I'll be right back on The Alex Jones Show. I'm Kate Daly from The Kate Daly Show, katedalyradio.com. Be right back. I told you today would be random. <laughs> A lot of random things I really wanted to share with you. Never enough time to do it, of course. And I always so appreciate you tuning in. And there's a couple of things on my mind, a couple of things that I've noticed. Number one, I did see an actual good movie. I know, it's a shocker. <laughs> you mean Hollywood put out a good movie? No, actually, um, the Christians actually put out a great movie, which I'm so proud of and so excited about. But I, I love that we can actually see some good entertainment once in a while. And um, I love The Chosen. But I love the movie Ordinary Angels. It's a great movie. Go see it. It's uplifting. Puts a little hope back in humanity. And uh, Hilary Swank is in it. And also Alan Richardson, who plays Reacher. And it's a fantastic true story. And I'll tell you what, when people rally, they rally. That's all I'm going to tell you about it. In fact, don't even look up the story. Just go see it because I think you'll really enjoy it. And I don't ever recommend movies because Hollywood is so grotesque and so evil at this point that it's really hard for me to even go to the movies. But this movie was worth seeing. This movie is a good movie to take your family to, Ordinary Angels. Um, I also, uh, there was a couple things actually on my mind, but I also, um, uh, there was a, a bill uh, passing in my state. And so of course, you know, if it passes in my state, you know that it's gonna pass in 20 other states as well. And that was coming lockdowns. Lockdowns not only for climate change that's coming, it doesn't even have to be here because obviously it can't because climate change, human caused climate change doesn't exist. So they actually had to put into the bills coming climate change emergency. Doesn't even have to be proven, but they can lock you down. But this is an, this is an essential phrase that I want everyone to know about because the tricksters in my state are mostly conservative. So if you live in a mostly conservative state, you probably got this too, because they're all so rank and, and, and the scumbaggery is just off the charts. But here's what they put down for lockdowns. If it's essential to furthering a compelling governmental interest, I, I'm quoting, essential, if the lockdown is essential to furthering a compelling governmental interest, it's very broad. No matter how they want to do it, no matter what they want to do it for, the scumbaggery will lock you down in the name of a compelling governmental interest and the furthering of that. How sick is that? Yeah. And this is why it's such a good idea to worry about your state and your city and your county more so than the federal races. If the federal races meant anything, okay, we wouldn't, uh, they wouldn't want you to, to talk about them because um, they want to shove it in our faces that federal is the only thing to talk about because honestly and truly, it's your state, your city, and your county that you have any impact on whatsoever. And mostly now, just the city and county, which are all being turned into 15-minute cities. 
they will exist. Tracks are being laid. And that's why people like me, I was on a local hour and I got censored off the local hour because the politicians wanted me to be censored. And I was one of the last radio show hosts that actually took on local government that they had to silence me. And it's amazing to see around the country. Go look at your at your hosts, your local like radio, little radio hosts in every town and city in America that are only about local issues. They don't exist anymore. They're corporate owned. And they're also afraid of offending the politicians that they don't expose what they do. And so it takes some courage. You have to not want to be liked by anybody. And really, that's the most that can happen. Like I said, we're not going to be beheaded at this point, maybe in the future, but not right now. So it's actually really easy to be brave and have courage in America. It's just that people don't want to be called crazy and they don't want people not to like them. And people really yearn for the politicians to love them. And we treat them like rock stars, which is really a mistake. They're probably the worst among us, seriously, because they do it with a smile. They do what they do and screwing you over with a smile, right? It's the Elon Musks. It's the, it's the people that, that you think are on your side, and they're truly not. So I have less respect for politicians, and I do cockroaches at this point after having to deal with them, interview them, and work with them. It's amazing what kind of horrible people they are at the heart. Because like, like the Yugoslavian proverb, you, you give a man authority, you get to see exactly who that person is, man or woman. And I've seen far too many women that are probably even more horrible than some of the men. Yeah, it's pretty gross. But they're passing stuff like this on you. They're laying the tracks. Okay? That's what's sad. Way too many lies, not enough questions. Not enough questions that we're asking. And we have this belief system that it's always the Democrats that make it so that we can't get anywhere. Oh, no. No, that's not true. Most of the country is actually conservative. If we truly wanted to get somewhere and hold feet to the fire, we could have gotten a lot of liberty restored. But when the people are playing both sides, when they're actually throwing the game, which they're doing in all the states, all the governors, and in D.C., they're throwing the game and they're not letting you know about it. That's what's sad. And that's what we have to try to, try to deal with is the fact that we let it get this bad. A couple other random things, because I told you this was going to be random. <laughs> I know, kind of crazy. But um, I did interv interview a CIA um, uh, viewer. You guys know what that program is. Um, it was outed in the mid-90s. Um, and who knows if they could do actually what they say they could do. Um, I don't know. The rate of success, they said, was in the, around 80%. Who knows? They sit in a room. They're given a question by number so that no imagination can be in play, and they give the answer to that number. They're supposed to get in the minds of the, of, in like a clairvoyant sort of a way, in the minds of the enemy or a visualization of something or, you know, across the pond or whatever. And then they give these answers sitting in a room, okay? And this government program went on for years, as we've been told, okay? Outed in the mid-90s. And so one of the viewers, really nice guy, um, I interviewed, and I said, okay, well, he said he was tasked with seeing um, from 1999 to 2050. And I said, well, what did you see? Because I just wanted to know what he would offer up and what he saw. And he said, I saw a lot of natural disasters happening one after the other. Not natural, sorry, man-made disasters happening one after the other. And I thought that was really interesting 
because we're talking a lot about outages. We're talking a lot about things that are coming and they can blame a lot on the climate, right? To grow that lie, they can blame everything on the climate if they want to. And like I said, in the bills, it's only coming climate. They don't even have to actually ever prove it for lockdown status. But they're going to tell us that all of these disasters, all of these floods, all of the fires, all of the earthquakes, everything is done by natural means and it won't be. But he said that's really what he saw a lot of and a lot of death resulted as uh, because of those things in the future. He didn't see foreign troops on our land. He didn't see things like that, but he did see um, a lot of disaster after disaster after disaster because it was so easy to blame on climate. And of course, you know, they'll blame mysterious hackers, even though they're the ones doing it. Our government, our intelligence agencies, our military intelligence is much bigger than even our CIA. But both combined with the Mossad and with other intelligence groups will do things like that and will blame it on mysterious other countries, <laughs> whatever. Anyway, we'll probably believe it, which will be sad for us, but we probably will. It's just the state of where we're at, I think, intellectually in this country. It's hard for us to take in new information. It's hard for us to have courage, even though there's not a whole lot at stake. The biggest thing that could probably happen to you is you could lose your job under the right circumstances for displaying any type of courage. Because I'm sorry, people being upset at you, people being mad at you isn't enough reason not to stand up for the truth. Okay? So we have to display more courage and we have to get a backbone in this country. And if people look at you weird, so what? I'd rather answer to God that I did everything for this country rather than think that people were looking at me sideways so I stay silent? No. No, that is not who we are. If you're listening to this and you understand more truth than other people, then you have the ability to speak out and tell people about that truth consistently, no matter what the cost, no matter what the consequence. Do what is right, let the consequence follow, but always do what is right. You've got it in you. It's part of you. There's a reason you know what you know. And there's a reason that the group is probably always going to be very small that actually understand what's happening and must lead. We have to lead. We have to do what's right. You have to stand up. It's okay if people call you crazy. Do you know it doesn't really hurt? <laughs> Who cares? Who cares if you're not friends with the politicians? They're scumbags anyway. Who cares? Don't be a wussbag. That's my message. <laughs> Don't you just love that word, wussbag? Don't be that. Be the person with courage that stands up for what's right. And at the end of your life, I think you'll be really grateful that you did. We're lacking curiosity in this country. We are lacking the ability to ask questions and to find out which, what fakeries are among us. Invest yourself in that knowledge. Invest yourself in that education. And then speak broadly and use your voice while you can. There's nothing to be afraid of. There's nothing you can't overcome right now. I'm Kate Daly for The Alex Jones Show. So glad you joined me in this hour.